ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम अज्ञानतिरांधस ज्ञानाजनशलाकया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित यूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्री युतपदकमल श्रीगुरोन्वैष्णवांश श्रीरूपाग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथाजीव साइत सवधूत परजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपा सह गणलिता श्री विशाखान्ता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कामोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरे प्रि वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नम नम ओं विष्णुपय कृष्ण प्रेषा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदातस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातेशिणे जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर अटेंडिंग दिस थर्ड एपिसोड थर्ड एपिसोड यस थर्ड एपिसोड ऑफ द ऋत्विक सिस्टम ऑफ इनिशिएशन वेबिनार सीरीज एंड टूडेज टॉपिक वी विल कंटिन्यू विद मोर आर्ग्यूमेंट्स दैट दे ऑफर एंड वॉट इज आवर रिप्लाई टू ऑल ऑफ दैम ऑल राइट सो will quickly start because <laughs> the last two episodes went over 3 hours each so all right so yesterday we have covered the argument of um shila prabhupad said like this before what about those instructions where he said about you know become guru and you know in that kind of uh, tone so we have covered all of that yesterday so the answer is that they were all specific individual letters to private letters to each of them and also um he was generally saying meaning shiksha gurus and finally if they did not understand the finally prabhupad said the july 9th letter and then we quoted from the let lecture of shri prabhupad in uh, april 15th 1975 in hyderabad where he said what i asked to do now you do it that is obedience not that you said like this you know and then we have quoted also from um, from chaitanya charitamrita and also that purva parayor madhye paravidhir balavan so the in logic the later instruction will is more uh, carries more weight than the former if it is replaced 
Alright, so all that has done has been done in this episode 2. So today we will go into a little more other arguments that they offer. So another chief argument they offer is, um, as you can see, I don't know, it's very small there. The Ritwik system is meant to follow until his departure. So that is only why, while his physical presence is there, that system was issued. It's not to be followed after the, um, what is that, after his physical departure. So they quote this particular conversation. This happened just uh, two days before um, the July 9th letter was drafted. July 7th, 1977. And here we have the, the argument is India, I am here. Because that's what Prabhupada said, as you can see here in the yellow. India, I am here. So we will see why they quote this in support of their argument. So they say basically that you know um, it is all for the convenience because of Ill, of his ill health, and uh, that was the circumstance in which he issued this order. But as we know from May 28th conversation, it is very clear there that Satsvarup Das Goswami has asked him, "What about initiations, particularly at the time when you are no longer with us?" Mm -hmm. So Prabhupada said, "Ritvik." So we have to keep that in mind. And let's see this conversation now, July 7th. So, Tamal Krishna starts off, Tamal Krishna Goswami. Everything was probably in their books. Prabhupada says, probably, maybe. This, I don't know what exactly they were talking about. But, and Tamal Krishna says, those are their favorite words, Srila Prabhupada. We are receiving a number of letters now. And these are people who want to get initiated. So, up until now, since you are becoming ill, we ask them to wait. So, you see, um... Tamal Krishna is uh, starting off this conversation in, in the tone that because you have been ill, we have waited and not let the initiates, I mean the initiates, because it's uh, when, uh, initi I mean when a disciple offers himself up for initiation, the guru takes the reaction, the karmic, all the past karma of the disciple and only if he is connected to Krishna, then he can completely be absolved of the uh, reaction, otherwise, you know, it is very heavy reaction, you know. So by taking initiation, one is rid of all sinful reactions. So the spiritual master accepts the, the sinful reactions of the disciples. So once actually what happened, um, Prabhupada met with an accident. Actually his uh, disciple was driving the car and then uh, they met with an accident. And Prabhupada had some slight injury in the knee and all that. So uh, one of the, of course it was treated and all that. And after that the disciple asked, one of the disciples asked that, why is this, why did this happen to you? Because uh, you are a spiritual master and you are with Krishna, so there should be no karma for you. So, um, how can we understand that these things are happening to you? Or you are, sometimes your health goes bad or you know, sometimes it, now this ask, accident happened. So, what, is, what does this mean? So, Srila Prabhupada said, uh, this is because of my rascal disciples who are not following the rules and regulations that I have given. So when, so a spiritual master, so from this conversation we can understand, I should have actually maybe brought out the conversation, but I am just thinking of it now only. So it is there, the conversation. So um, it is because of the rascal disciples who are not following, Prabhupada said. <laughs> so that, that means when we do something, when we disobey, 
then you know Prabhupada is accepting our sinful reactions so he has to suffer so a disciple should be always thinking that I should not put my spiritual master into difficulty so he has to follow everything so um, and because Prabhupada was ill so Tamal Krishna is asking this question that since you are ill we are we have kept the initiations uh, out um, so many people are actually re- writing for initiation but we have kept them all on hold because you are ill so what to do now uh, we are receiving a number of letters now and these are no- these are people who want to get initiated so up until now <coughs> since you are becoming ill we ask them to wait <coughs> prabhupada he says the local i mean senior sannyasis can do that tamal krishna um, that's what we are we were doing i mean formerly we were the local gbc sannyasis were chanting on their beads and they were writing to your divine grace and you were giving a spiritual name so should that process be resumed or should we so this is how you see now try to understand the sannyasis were already chanting on the beads so this already started in 1975 so um, then prabhupada would give the name and the nearby the sannyasis gbcs would uh, chant on the beads and that way initiation was already so it was a gradual evolution of that system where he delegated the entire initiation system it into a managerial process it, he made it into a managerial process that as long as they follow these rules you can get them initiated but they will be my disciples so this is the system that he set up and so tamal krishna is asking should we continue the way we were doing and you give the spiritual name um should that process be cont- resumed or should we i mean one thing is that it said that the spiritual master takes on the so his meaning takes on the sinful reactions you know he takes on the then again cap so he means the same thing he has to cleanse the disciple by again taking the uh, reactions sinful reactions so we don't want that you should have to uh, your health is not so good so that that should not be that's why we have been asking everybody to wait i just want to know if we should continue to wait some more prabhupad he's saying no no this he says no the senior sanyasis tamal krishna so they should continue to prabhupad said you can give me a list of sanyasis i will mark who will you know do this on my behalf tamal krishna okay prabhupad you can do uh, prabhupad say you can do kirtananda can do and our satsarup can do so these three you can give you can begin tamal krishna says so supposing someone is in america should they simply write directly to kirtananda or satsarup prabhupad he says uh, nearby jayatirtha can give tamal krishna and he notes the name jayatirtha prabhupad says bhagwan bhagwan is another um, devotee uh, bhagwan das adhikari so bhagwan and he can do also harikesh prabhupad says tamal krishna uh, harikesh maharaj then prabhupad says five six men you divide who is nearest tamal krishna uh, and he notes who is nearest so persons wouldn't have to write to your divine grace they could write everything to that person prabhupad says hmm tamal krishna says actually they are initiating the person on your divine grace's behalf those persons are your are initiated sorry those persons who are initiated are still your so he wants to say disciple and prabhupada is saying second initiation we shall think over second initiation he said then tamal krishna said oh this is for first initiation okay 
and for second initiation for the time being they should and then Prabhupada said no they have to wait second initiation that should be given then Samagrishna said should some devotees are writing you now for second initiation and I am writing them to wait a while because you are not well so can I continue to tell them that then Prabhupada says uh, they can do second initiation so he, he said alright they can do second initiation because he did not want them to wait Tamal Krishna by writing to you so by writing you so he said they should they can do second initiation that means he understood Tamal Krishna understood oh by writing to you they can have second initiation Prabhupada said no these men Tamal Krishna says oh these men they, they can also do second initiation so there is no need for devotees to write to you for first and second initiation they can write to the men man nearest them but all these persons are still your disciples anyone who gives initiation is doing so on your behalf Prabhupada says yes Tamal Krishna, you know that book I am maintaining of all of your disciples' names. Should I continue that? Prabhupada says, hmm. So there's a book which has all the list of name, uh, disciples who were initiated by Srila Prabhupada. So should I continue that? Prabhupada said, hmm. So Tamal Krishna, so if someone gives initiation like Harikesh Maharaj, he should send the person's name to us here and I will enter it into the book. Okay. Is there some someone else in India that you want to do this? Prabhupada says, I, India, I am here. We shall see. Then he, then he continues, in India, Jayapataka. Tamal Krishna says, Jayapataka Maharaj. Prabhupada says, you are also in India? Tamal Krishna says, yes. Prabhupada, you can note down these names. Tamal Krishna says, yes, I have them. Prabhupada says, who are they? Tamal Krishna says, Kirtananda Maharaj, Satsvarup Maharaj, Jayatirtha Prabhu, Bhagavan Prabhu, Harikesh Maharaj, Jayapataka Maharaj and Tamal Krishna Maharaj. Prabhupada says, that's nice. Now you distribute. Tamal Krishna, seven. There is seven names. Prabhupada says, for the time being, seven names sufficient. You can make Rameshwar. Then he adds Rameshwar. Tamal Krishna says, yeah, Rameshwar Maharaj. Prabhupada says, and Hridayananda. Tamal Krishna says, oh yeah, South America. Prabhupada says, so without waiting for me, wherever you consider it is right, that will depend on discretion. Tamal Krishna says, on discretion. Prabhupada says, yes. So Tamal Krishna says, that's for first and second initiations. Prabhupada says, hmm. Tamal Krishna says, okay, shall I send a Kirtan party, Shri Prabhupada? So, the, so this is usually, they used to have a Kirtan party in, in the room. Kirtan party means not, you know, party, not that, a group of devotees, you know. So they come and do a soft Kirtan in Prabhupada's room like that in the evening. So, here you can see that uh, Prabhupada, you know, is his, actually uh, two days later, then the July 9th letter came. So they say that you see because Prabhupada was ill and you know Tamal Krishna was you know saying all these things, um, uh, you know he asked the question because of he was ill, and Prabhupada says okay you appoint all of these these men can do. So it is because he was ill in because of that circumstance and also he mentioned in that conversation in you know India I am here. So that means he's he's talking about a time where you know he's physically around. So in that context he is saying. The, but Prabhupada is, Prabhupada is already thinking ahead, you know. He said, without consulting me, you can do. Hmm? And in the, in the letter, July 9, so Prabhupada wanted the system to go on forever. Well, how we know that? Because in the July 9 letter, we see recently when all of the GPC members were with his divine grace in Vrindavan. Um, so, Sri Prabhupada appointed some of his disciples to act as Rithik representative of the Acharya. As we know, in the May 28th conversation, it started off with, particularly at the time when you are no longer with us. So, that was the whole tone. And 
after that there was no drafting of the letters still the names were coming of course the property matter was all already done because the properties who should be the trustees and everything that was done but this this thing was held up and all the devotees were just you know wanting to get initiated and then they were just held off so then prabhu said no like you know just give it so uh, then although he said india i am here then he said he said we shall see india jayapataka you are also here tamal krishna so in that way he said and then he said there is no um, so without waiting for me whenever wherever you consider it is right that will depend on discretion so he said on discretion so shri prabhupada has outsourced the entire initiation system into a managerial process he already already was doing it in a managerial way like um, as long as the temple authorities are satisfied with the particular devotees service attitude and you know following of the principles and everything and chanting he can get initiated so uh, in that way he he instituted the initiation system and even he handed over the chanting of the beads or to the sanyasis the gbcs who were nearest and now but he was giving the name prabhupad personally was giving the name but the chanting of the beads was done by sanyasis and um now he just handed over even the name giving part to the sanyasis so in this way now he entirely outsourced the the whole initiation process he delegated it to his uh, disciples so in this way the whole thing was done and that is the jalanand letter where he he set up a system where it was for all time hence forward and so and there is no there is a thing there is no instruction in the letter itself that says um this has to be stopped this provision is until the you know shri prabhupada is here with us on this planet and after he leaves uh, this doesn't hold true it doesn't state that at all there is no such stating but they have assumed it and they have also assumed that this is not after the departure of prabhupad that is not stated hmm? so if it is not stated it should be continued as it is hmm? so they say oh you also are assuming no we are not assuming hence forward the word is there and then the conversation that is attached to this letter is the may 28th which is particularly at the time when you are no longer with us so it's it's all in that context because any day prabhupad could go you know that was the situation at that time his health was so bad and he lost he if you i don't know if you have seen those footages or photos of his during his last days he was so frail and thin just bones only and skin on top of it that's it the face was all gone like this you know everything was that was how prabhupad was and you know he he still he was translating bhagavatam and everything so it was um, he knew any time he, he would be going so he already said this what is the point of you know having the system only for 3 4 months anyway this is all a speculation that they are having or the, it is not until you know it is it, it is uh, not for after he has left so what is the thing that he has said after he has left any other document they have they have nothing to show what prabhupad said for doing, for after the, he has left no no document he has clearly already said here hence forward in the letter let's now go to them our reply to all this first is the july 9th so if you remember the the argument i mean the conversation just now was july 7th and now this is the july 9th letter which we shall see see again with the important points okay then he says in the letter to all gbc and temple presidents dear maharajas and prabhus 
Please accept my humble obeisances and your, at your feet. Recently, when all of the GBC members were with his divine grace in Vrindavan, Srila Prabhupada indicated that he, soon he would appoint some of his senior disciples to act as Ritvik representative of the Acharya for the purpose of conducting initiation. So, again, that conversation, if you have forgotten, it is, oh, it is not here. Okay, let's go there. So here in this whole um, episode, uh, you can see, you see this? Then our next question, this part. This first point. So then our next question concerns, concerns initiations in the future. Particularly at the time when you are no longer with us. So these are the important points of this conversation. I hope you can see that. It's a little bit smaller. But you get the idea. Of course, I can turn the other way around. But you remember this conversation. So, particularly at the time when you are no longer with us. Then Prabhupada said Ritvik. So, he was clear about it. Of course, later the questioning was, you know, all, you know, they were all confused. But Prabhupada was answering to the point, but you know they were Satsuru especially was confused and Tamal Krishna also got into the confusion. But initial answer was very clear. And even later also it is clear, it's just that they interpret in that way. You know, so so it's all in that context. And still and since they're already waiting, you know, um, let's start let's start um, this initiation process. So Prabhupada already started this. And the list of 11 names are there, <coughs> which I have not included here because unnecessarily it will become long. So, all the list of 11 names in the July 9th letter. And then, you see, in the past, temple presidents have written to Srila Prabhupada recommending a particular devotee's initiation. Now that Srila Prabhupada has named these representatives, temple presidents may henceforward, you see the word in red there, in red color, henceforward send recommendation for first and second initiation to whichever of these 11 representatives are nearest their temple. So, it is not that we are speculating that this, this, uh, it is, um, henceforward means from then on. If you do, if you did not understand that meaning, just go back to primary school and learn English. So, this is our reply. If anybody says, oh, this is not for after. Because there is henceforward, but there is no stop date given. Then what is, does it mean? And also, it is in the context where particularly with the time when you are no longer with us. Prabhupada was very clear. And that is why in the will also you will see, my initiated disciple. It's all very, and it was an initiated disciple just two days ago. June 2nd was, as Giriraj Swami was reading the will, it was an initiated disciple, and he changed it to my initiated disciple. And that is a crucial change. And that's a very calculated, deliberate change by Srila Prabhupada. So even though his body was like that, ill, but his mind is completely clear. That's a self realized soul. So he exactly knew what was going on, he knew what he was doing, everything. So, he was very careful and also we will see more uh, evidence. Hmm? So, temple presidents may henceforward send recommendation for first and second initiation to whichever of these 11 representatives are nearest their temple. After considering the recommendation, these representatives may accept the devotee as an initiated disciple of Prabhupada. And then later on, you, you know the details of this letter. I will just read the yellow parts, right? the highlighted parts. 
newly initiated devotees are the disciples of his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupad and finally the name of a newly initiated disciple should be sent by the representative who has accepted him or her to shri prabhupad to be initiated in his divine grace's initi- initiated disciples book so very clear hence forward all disciple of prabhupad disciple of prabhupad disciple of prabhupad three times it is said is final when something is said three times that means it's very important and should be taken with all seriousness and hence forward that's it there's no there's no mention in the letter that oh this has to be stopped um uh, when shri prabhupad disappear physically disappears from this planet it's not there particularly shri prabhupad did not want that he just said hence forward all right so now that is the first thing next the will we have also seen the will again we will see because very important so point 1 the gbc the governing body commission will be the ultimate managing authority of the entire international society for krishna consciousness so the gbc after prabhupad left they said everybody has to follow us because shri prabhupad said you know gbc has to follow us uh, the whole devotees have to follow the gbc so but he also gave the definition of gbc that gbc has to follow the instructions of shri prabhupad that is in 1975 as you can see here we have quoted resolved so this is the minutes of the meeting in 1975 actually in the beginning in the 1970 ha uh, i forget the year i need to get my chronology right okay he started the gbc prabhupada started gbc and at one point he disbanded the gbc completely null, made it null and void because they were all you know making decisions without you know any um, you know all you know haywire decisions they were making i actually forgot the series of events that led to the disbanding of the gbc i need to read up that again refresh my memory so um proper disbanded the gbc and then again he instituted, instituted the gbc again in the first there were 12 people and then after that i think at this point there were 23 people something like that so uh then this minutes were made in 1975 you see the minutes the gbc has been established by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupad to represent him in carrying out the responsibility of managing the international society for krishna consciousness of which he is the founder acharya and supreme authority the gbc accepts as its life and soul his divine instructions and recognizes that it is completely dependent on his mercy in all respects the gbc has no other function or purpose than to execute the instructions so kindly given by his divine grace and preserve and spread his teachings to the world in their pure form not adulterated and you know completely watered down and you know change it in tomorrow's episode we will see how the current gbc is completely changed the the understanding on the principle of guru guru tatva the 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 philosophy of what is guru what constitutes a guru they have completely changed it from what shri prabhupada said so it is not pure form and also prabhupada gave clearly what initiation should be done that also is not being done so there is a blatant disobedience so this is the definition you see this was the definition of gbc resolution 1 gbc minutes 1975 this is the definition by definition gbc has to follow so sometimes they say oh you ritviks you all don't follow the gbc yeah but where is the gbc following prabhupada then it is worth following gbc 
otherwise it is not a representation of Prabhupada's instructions. So why we should follow? And anyway the ostracized are so it's <coughs> so that's another thing that the first point. Uh, then the point three. Okay, why I point, quoted point one is because the governing body commission will be the ultimate managing authority. See, in a the, he did not say another guru who is my successor, uh, he will be the next and he will be the ultimate managing authority, he will be the successor and he will rule the whole ISKCON empire. No, he never said that. So, the GBC will be the ultimate managing authority and they conduct the mission according to these instructions, initiations in this way, Ritvik. Simple. And they should not change anything. Huh? There is no need of any change. That also actually, Shri Prabhupada said. Uh, yeah, I did not include that. So, that is in our IA77 book. There is no need of any change. The system of management can continue as it is and there is no need of any change. Hmm. Okay, so here is some reference in the comments about the story behind the suspension of the GBC. So this was in, yeah, as I remember, it was 1972, as early as 1972. So in 1975, again, it was reinstituted, you know, and then they had this meeting and said, we only have to follow Sri Prabhupada's instructions. So I'll just read from the comments. Uh, see, a secret GBC meeting was held. I don't know if I, if I bring it onto the screen, it will become very big. So, I will just read it from the comments itself. So, a secret GBC meeting was held March 25th to 28th, 1972 in New York with many, one second, oh, with many GBC members present. In this meeting, the GBC elected an accountant Atreya Rishi to the GBC post of secretary and created a plan to completely centralize ISKCON similar to how it is today. Actually, today ISKCON is centralized, especially in India and even all over the world they have many centralized way that is like a completely centralizing everything. So, Sri Prabhupada was not wanting that at all, especially the money and everything. He did not want the centralization of money. Each temple you know, do their own uh, fund management independently. There is no centralization of funds and anything. But they had this own idea and then without even consulting Prabhupada, they just had a secret meeting. The purpose of the meeting was to overthrow the direction of management. Actually, the direction of management was a document that was given by Srila Prabhupada. Maybe it is mentioned here, I don't know. Yeah, no. So, uh, there was a direction of management issued in 1970. So, that direction of management um, is, so this meeting was to overthrow that now that direction of management, DOM as they call it, is was given by Prabhupada. So, Atre Rishi was a major accountant of, for Arthur Anderson, who later on headed the entire Arthur Anderson branch and presence in Tehran, Iran, in the last years of the Shah. Hmm. Shri Prabhupada was not informed of this meeting and he was also not invited to this meeting. See that? When he found out, Shri Prabhupada declared the meeting to be a conspiracy dissolved the GBC and stated that it was a great offence to him to hold a secret meeting behind his back without his authority or permission and wrote the following letters to this effect. Having dissolved the GBC, Srila Prabhupada later stated that he reserves the right to nominate GBC during his lifetime. 
The GBC may well have taken these words as Srila Prabhupada's indications that elections would never be held again. So, in the, in the sense that now they have started so many policies in, in ISKCON completely against the teachings of Prabhupada. And we will go through all of them and you see, you will get an idea of what ISKCON is, what actually ISKCON represents today compared to what Prabhupada wanted it. Instead of, we are going through the Ritvik system of initiations, but also the same initiations, what is their definition today and what is the qualifications of Guru according to them today and how they changed it over time. We will see all that uh, tomorrow. But today we are still arguing the points about what they said about the Ritvik system and why it may be wrong and why it's, you know, it's not, it's not what we should follow and all that. So today is that, today, tomorrow will be this. So you see how he dissolved the GBC because they were doing this thing behind their back. So you see how strongly Prabhupada was um, uh, angry with this, with this whole thing. So how will Prabhupada, you know, um, just allow all this nonsense to happen in his name? No, he will never allow. But anything, anyway, all these things have happened. So we should know. So these histories are all very important. Alright, so now that's the will. And in the point three, you see this. This is another proof that why our this Ritvik system has to continue beyond the physical presence of Srila Prabhupada. The executive directors who have herein been designated are appointed for life. So, these executive directors are for the properties. So, for this property, this, this, this uh, executive director. So, in this way, all the properties are, were mentioned there. Are appointed for life. In the event of the death or failure to act for any reason, of any of the said directors, a successor director or directors may be appointed by the remaining directors, provided the new director is my initiated disciple, following strictly all the rules and regulations of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, as detailed in my books, and provided that there are there are never less than three or more than five executive directors acting at any one time. So another important thing is this: in this, in this um, thing, the phrase "my initiated disciple" is very significant. Not only just the word my, it was an initiated disciple. He changed it to my initiated disciple. That is understood. Okay, he wanted everybody to his disciple. But his initiated disciple, because they changed, they changed so many things. Because in the, later on they said, Srila Prabhupada is the Siksha Guru of everybody. And the person who gives the name, he is the Diksha Guru. So, Prabhupada is the preeminent Siksha Guru of everyone. And the, the Iskon, that Sanyasi, whoever is giving the name, he is the Diksha Guru. So, if he just said, the new director is my disciple, they could have easily interpreted it as my instructing disciple because when you accept Shiksha from anyone, you become his Shiksha disciple. When we have Shiksha Gurus, so we are their Shiksha disciples in that way. So, but no, Prabhupada said my initiated disciple, that means my Diksha disciple, that is even more weighty, hmm, carries even more weight. My is already very strong and then initiated disciple not instructing disciple or, or instructed disciple or siksha disciple no my initiated disciple has to be initiated by Prabhupada okay so now these properties after now as I said in the earlier the other day first episode 2050 2050 all the disciples of Prabhupada who are now you know who have taken initiation when Prabhupada was physically around all those would have passed, passed on. So, who will be the executive directors when they have to be replaced? Nobody. So, it's only Srila Prabhupada's initiated disciples. That is only possible by Ritvik system. Yeah? 
So this is another very important proof that he wanted it continued in this way. It's not that it was only because he was ill and because of those circumstances he, he started this. No, it was quite clear. Now, let us look at a, a real incident where this was this was uh, put into effect. So this happened on 27th May 1977. Remember, this is one day before that May 28th conversation where Satsurup Das Goswami asks, what about initiations, particularly at the time when you are no longer with us. This is the day before that when they were discussing the property and the directors and who is who. Even that time, July 9th letter only came like a month and a half after this. But even at that time, he was already, Prabhupada was very clear about who will be the directors for the properties, executive directors. Now you see what will happen in this conversation, 27th May 1977, right? One second. So, Rameshwar, he asks, Rameshwar Swami, Rameshwar Maharaj, this is based on the BBT trust document that you wrote many years ago, the same idea, format, um, because he was drafting the will basically, because uh, June 4th it was signed by Prabhupada, so this is 27th of May, so they were discussing all the points of the will and the properties, so that was the topic here. So, I, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, disciple of Om Vishnupada, Ashtotra Satishri Srimad Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada, and we, the members of the Bureau of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, hereby give and transfer the properties and all the property rights incidental thereto, as hereinafter described, to the following persons as trustees in trust for purposes hereinafter stated, and to be administered in accordance with the provisions hereinafter set forth. There is all some legal jargon. So, I hope you understand all that. It's quite understandable English as well. And then, and there are five different trusts. The first one is for Mayapur. And the proposed trustees are Jayapataka Maharaj, Bhavananda Maharaj and Gopal Krishna. The second one is for Bombay. So, these are for trusts. So, apart from the properties, there were also trusts. Some like Mayapur Trust and what is that? The second one is for Bombay. So, Bombay, there is another trust. So, to hold all the properties, uh, even actually these trusts will hold the properties and who are the trustees. So, you see, um, the first one is for Mayapur and proposed trustees are so and so. The second one is for Bombay and the proposed trustees are Tamal Krishna Maharaj, Giriraj and Gopal Krishna. The third one is for Vrindavan and the proposed trustees are Akshayananda Swami, Gopal Krishna and Vishwambhar. Prabhupada immediately said, Vishwambhar is not our regular disciple. So, Vishwambhar, um, he was not a sannyasi, he was a grihastam or he was like renounced but not yet taken sannyas. Maybe like a vanaprastha almost. So, Vishwambhar is not our regular disciple, Prabhupada said. So, probably from this we understand that Vishwambhar was, uh, um, he was not initiated, definitely he was not initiated by Prabhupada. Uh, that's why Prabhupada said that, he is not our regular disciple. And uh, he was, I think, a disciple of Prabhupada's god-brother from Gaudiamat. That's what I understood um, from the record, from what we have taken out. So, he was not, a, so Prabhupada is saying, Vishwambar is not our regular disciple, Jayapataka Swami. So, so Jayapataka said, shouldn't be included. Prabhupada said, then he has to accept sannyas from me. So, first initiation is Harinam initiation. Second initiation is Brahman initiation. And then there is a third initiation which is only for sannyas. So, when one becomes a sannyas, the sannyas 
is an initiation, sannyas initiation. So one who wants to become a sannyasi, he just cannot wear the clothes tomorrow and then carry the danda and you know, no, there is an initiation ceremony for that. So Prabhupada said, at least you must get the sannyas from him. So in that way, he is his initiated disciple. So because in that will, you see, my initiated disciple. That's why Prabhupada said, Vishwambar is not our regular disciple. Uh, see? So then Prabhupada said, then he has to accept sannyas from me. Then Jayatirtha said, Jai. Prabhupada, he should, Prabhupada said, you should continue, you see. Prabhupada said, he should know. That means Prabhupada said, he should know that if he is going to come into the committee and all that, he has to be our regular disciple. He has to take. So tell him this, he should know this. And the Tamal Krishna said, become initiated. Chapataka, trustee must be initiated disciple. Prabhupada said, oh yes. Rameshwar, if he is seen, he could be on the advisory board. Prabhupada said, no. You can say that if you take sannyas, you can you become on this. So even advisory board or whatever it is, although Vishwambar looks like he was a very um, like obedient person, because of which they even suggested his name. So he was, I think, regularly also. Uh, I have to see the conversations. Uh, definitely, they must have been where Prabhupada and Vishwambar, whoever this Vishwambar Prabhu was. So there was conversations going on, and he looked like he was quite favorable. To Prabhupada, but still Prabhupada, no, he did not want anybody other than his initiated disciples. So, Rameshwar said, if he is seen, he could be on the advisory board. Prabhupada said, no, you can say that if you take sannyas, you can you become on this. Tamal Krishna, so we will talk to him, and if he says no, then we will select another person and come back and tell you who our choice is. So, this way. May 27th, 1977, Prabhupada made it a point there and the same thing he included in the will and in June 2nd, on June 2nd when Giriraj Swami was saying it was an initiated disciple. So that means our regular disciple, when Vishwambar, Prabhupada said Vishwambar is not our regular disciple, it means initiated disciple and his initiated disciple. That's why it was an initiated disciple in the will and, and that was June 2nd. Prabhupada changed it to my and June 4th it was my and not only that oh that was you know yeah June you know but Prabhupada passed away in November so it's five months you know you know no but there was a codicil codicil to the will codicil means um, an addition addendum to the will that means uh, okay if something is not clear in the will there is an additional document that is attached to the will that you know whatever is not clear it is clarified here so that is also considered part of the will so in the codicil Prabhupada mentioned of how the money should be given to his family members, his uh, his uh, wife and his children, because he did not want them to say that oh this is our father's property, and therefore the, now the whole is gone, everything, all properties, everything belong to us. So he did not want that his family take over the whole of his gone. So he set aside some minimal you know um, money to be sent to them. He put a fixed deposit and the interest from there goes to their payment and that's it. And that too only within the lifetime of their their lives and uh, not beyond that. And not to their downline generations, nothing. So he made this provision so that they will not ask anything more and they will not create any more problems. So he edited the details of that. That was on November 5th, 1977. And Prabhupada attained Samadhi. I mean, he... he he departed from this world on November 14th and that was November 5th. Nine days prior to his departure, 
he set this system and if he was thinking about the initiations part or the properties part or if anything was else that has to be changed he would have definitely changed it nothing was changed you can read the codicil it is in our i77 also we have included the whole entire codicil so he has mentioned so many things but he never mentioned that oh the rhythmic system must stop or the properties you know or my initiated disciple that was a mistake okay who can be my initiated disciple in the future yeah it should be an initiated disciple no my initiated disciple and it stays so nothing changed so he so if Prabhupada can make a change on the 5th of November and he did, still did did not think anything wrong with that with that my initiated disciple phrase that means you again know for certain that he wanted the system well after his departure for the next 10,000 years. Right, so further instances pointing to the continuation of the Ritvik system. So, these are some of the letters of Prabhupada's secretary at that time, it was Tamal Krishna Goswami. So, he was writing letters to different Maharajas, different uh, sannyasis in the movement after the drafting of the July 9th letter. So, this is Tamal Krishna Goswami's letter to Hamsadutta Swami in, on the 10th of July 1977. That means just the day after the July 9th letter. And said, you should send their names to be included in Srila Prabhupada's Initiated Disciples book. So, for those devotees who are getting initiated in the, you know, whom you are considering initiation for, their names, you send, uh, you send their names to be included in the Prabhupada's Initiated Disciples book. Then next, another letter on the 11th, just the day after that, two days after 9th July, to Kirtananda Maharaj. A letter has been sent to all the temple presidents in GBC, which you should be receiving soon, describing the process for initiation to be followed in the future. In the future. In the future. Remember, it's not like in the future until, no, in the future. Srila Prabhupada has appointed thus far 11 representatives who will initiate new devotees on his behalf. You can wait for this letter to arrive. The original has been sent to Rameshwar Maharaj for duplicating and then all of the persons whom you recommended in your previous letters can be initiated. Of course, they will interpret it as, oh, you see, it was about those previous who were waiting in line, you know, for them, you know, it was a, it was a necessary matter for clearance. No, no. We have seen already how Prabhupada left everything. Very clearly, my initiated disciple and codicil, he did not change it. And, you know, that, that um, sannyas, he has to take sannyas from me, that Vishwambhar. So, he made it very clear, all these things are very clear. Uh, then again, Tamal Krishna Goswami's letter to Kirtananda Swami. Okay, another thing, they are arguing that... Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, it is only implying to that situation when he was ill. Okay, that's your interpretation because it is not stated anywhere in the letter itself. This is um, referring to the Gurus. So, the ISKCON Gurus, GBC now. So, yeah, it is their interpretation. But where is the document? At least we have a document to show that this is the Ritvik system, hence forward everything is there. Where is their document saying that, okay, this, this, this person will become Guru? They don't even have anything. We have something to show here. We have, a, you know, how much proof to show here. You know, how much we are showing. But they don't have anything to show. Nothing. That's saying that, in fact, they themselves admitted, yes, Prabhupada never said, never appointed anybody. We assumed that the Ritviks will become gurus, will metamorphose 
you know, there will be a metamorphosis, like a, like a caterpillar metamorphosis into a what, metamorphosize or whatever, what is the verb for that? So, meta, metamorphosize, I'm not getting it. So, there's a metamorphosis from a caterpillar to a butterfly. So, you know, so it is, there's nothing, you know, that they have to show. That we have so much to show. Somebody, Haridas, you are not showing anything. Okay, then what is this? This is, we are showing everything. We have the July 9 letter document. What do you have, sir? So, <clears throat> they don't have anything. Hmm? And still they are saying, oh, Guru, Guru, Guru. Hmm? And then here, um, a newsletter has been sent to all temple presidents and GBC in this regard, listing the 11 representatives selected by the His Divine Grace. Those who are initiated are the disciples of Srila Prabhupada. And anyone who you deem fit and initiated in this way, you should send their names to be included in the Srila Prabhupada's Initiated Disciples book. In this way, the temple presidents will send their recommendations for initiation direct to the nearest representative who will give a spiritual name or chant on the Gayatri thread, just as Srila Prabhupada has been doing. So, you see, same thing you have said. Rameshwar Swami's letter to GBC, 21st July 1977. Please accept my humble obeisances in the dust of your lotus feet. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I have just received some letters from Tamal Krishna Maharaj and I am enclosing herein. Two documents, one, Srila Prabhupada's final version of the, his last will and two, Srila Prabhupada's initial list of dis disciples appointed to perform initiations for his divine grace. This list is also being sent to all centers. See, if Prabhupada has drafted a will, he's already thinking of his leaving, right? Who will draft a will when he's not thinking of leaving? And especially so, just because his, his health was deteriorating by the day and he drafted the will, okay, this is how everything should be run. And the same time, the July 9 letter also came. So, it is all about, he is preparing to, for the next era, beyond his physical presence. Hmm. See, Haridas um, has mentioned in the comments, Tushta Krishna Swami, letter to Tushta Krishna Swami, that, you know, this, um, <laughs> you know, Ritvik system was only until Prabhupada was alive, not after his departure. Prabhupada himself said this. So, we have already discussed this yesterday. Already. So, he is just regurgitating the same thing. So, this Haridas, whoever it is, please you go and re, re, watch the episode 2 of this, yesterday's episode. There you can get the answers for all this. These were all personal letters to Tushta Krishna Swami who was already initiating when Prabhupada was around. Yeah, to stop him from initiation, he, Prabhupada said this, at least in the lifetime of your spiritual master, don't do this. Okay. And this is not a blanket statement for the whole of the movement. Whereas, July 9th letter, is for the entire GBC and temple presidents all over the world. It doesn't match at all. We have already come, we have seen completely, and not only this one letter to Tushta Krishna, we have seen five letters. Okay, so it is not new for us. We have gone through everything, all this. So don't come and teach us these new things. You go and watch our second episode, this Mr. Haridas, huh? whoever. <coughs> all right. Then. We have, so these are the letters, then the next, you see how they are, how he is quoting a letter to Tushta Krishna Swami, uh, who is, is, is one, one particular incident, especially when Tushta Krishna was, was, you know, completely disobedient to Prabhupada and he was starting his own movement, initiating, Prabhupada wanted him to stop and Prabhupada even went to Hawaii to stop him. So, he was such an ambitious disciple, he was wanting to do on his own everything anyway. And 
a letter to control his ambitious tendencies and to keep him in the movement because you know if if he says oh you cannot initiate anymore now then you know he will he will leave the movement and he will start a disturbing movement parallel movement so at least you stay in the movement yeah, you wait until I, I i i pass away so at least giving him a chance to stay in the movement and be purified and prabhupada even went there to honolulu hawaii and to even you know tell him everything so even then he, he has his own movement haribol he started his own haribol movement you know siddha swarup so um it is completely out of out of context and it was a personal letter to him and mind you all these personal letters that he prabhupada wrote to tushta krishna all these people uh, then he he there was not they were not even circulated until 1986 my dear until 1986 they were not circulated even nobody even knew of this letter okay but julanand letter was what was distributed and prabhupada's ex, a, a special a special order for us to distribute it to all and it was addressed also to all temple presidents and maharajas and prabhus gbc everybody which carries more weight come on wake up your idea haridas okay ah yeah he is saying this is mental speculation yeah <laughs> okay good good for you okay when we show documents when we show from shastra proof and everything they say it is mental speculation and when they have nothing to show they have some obscure letters to some personal ambitious disciples who are going against the order of shri prabhupada and that carries the most weight and that is more important in 1975 than what he said in 1977 and also we have also covered the point that whatever i say later should be followed okay let's let's see this this haridas you please see this we have where was that doubts and counter arguments okay here you see this we will reiterate the point from yesterday ha huh? prabhupad lecture on shrimad bhagavatam 553 on april 15 1975 in hyderabad achutananda reads a question from the audience krishna says in the end of the gita sarvadharman parityajya but in the another place in gita twice it is mentioned that shreyo swadharma swadharmo paradharmo bhayavah one should perform his own duty rather than another's duty huh? so prabhupada says yes so he is asking the question krishna said sarvadharman parityajya but before he said karma yoga gyan yoga and also you must follow your own dharma which is varnashram dharma brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra dharma then hmm? he said i may say many things now i may say many things to you but when i say something definitely directly do it your first duty is to do that you cannot argue sir you said me like this before no that is not your duty what i say now you do it that is obedience you cannot argue okay this is prabhupada's words huh? you can read of course krishna never said anything contradictory similarly shri prabhupada never said anything contradictory but if when one f- thinks foolishly that krishna said something contradictory similarly when one foolishly thinks that prabhupada said something contradictory no that is not to be you could not understand so even though you could not understand you take my direct orders now okay sarvadharman parityajya that is your business the master says like that and the servant's business is to accept it as it is without any argument okay 
<coughs> so anyway this haridas uh, will never um, learn his lesson he is just arguing in the comment section let him go on arguing i think uh, the, the you know the moderators can do the necessary all right we will go on with our explanation all right so we have covered this already yesterday but uh, he has unfortunately only come today hmm so that is the thing how much ever we show the truth these people will never listen these people will never listen that's how they are programmed and is gone because they just oh no 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 you are apradhi you are speculation but prove it your speculation we are showing documents we are showing shastra they have nothing to show they have not a single document showing that prabhupada has appointed gurus so until now it is it is it is held like that they, until now they cannot show it because it's not there it is not there it doesn't exist it's in their imagination only all right okay now let's go to the continue our argument further instances okay we have covered all that these are all the further instances okay we have covered all this now so the argument is that the july 9th letter doesn't specify that the order should be followed after shri prabhupada's departure they say like this in the so well it is also not said well hence forward it is actually there it is said that hence forward so that means from that time onwards and it was already everything was clear prabhupada was going to leave the planet soon and hence forward it was very clear but rather on the opposite side there was no provision in the july 9th letter that this should be stopped when shri prabhupada actually physically departs no it doesn't exist so where is the where, who is actually having you know who who has to the onus of showing the proof is on them they don't have it hmm. like you know they say how how to serve a spiritual master when he is not personally around like how did shri prabhupada serve his spiritual master when bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur was not personally around he carried out his instruction so yes some mas- some services like massaging him or you know taking care of his health that you cannot do when shri prabhupada has you know uh, physically departed but his instruction and prabhupada said vani over vapu vapu means the body to serve the body of the spiritual master and to serve his instruction vani vani means the instruction of the spiritual master so the serving the instruction of the spiritual master is the real deal as long as he is around yes serving his body is also important both equally but especially in his absence prabhupada said in the absence of the spiritual master his instructions should be the pride of the disciple should the life should be the life and soul of the disciple so we have to follow the instructions of shri prabhupada and prabhupada's instructions are very clear right if they say that you know shri prabhupada is not personally you know physically around so you know his instructions you know um, you know this all we cannot be initiated then in that case krishna is also physically you know invisible to us right he went you know went back in 5000 years ago then his bhagavad gita also is rendered useless or what so this is very very stupid argument it's it's very foolish argument in fact all right next and this is very important argument now the next one one second this argument is that 
there is no mention in shastra and no precedence in history therefore it is understood they say or in brackets as we understand it to be speculated therefore it is to be speculated that shri prabhupada would have would not have intended it to continue after his physical departure there is no mention so another thing is now one reason is oh there is no mention in the letter itself that this should be continued beyond his departure as which we have already uh, refuted but now the second argument is it should not be followed after his departure because it is deemed so because in shastra in the scriptures there is no such system where spiritual master uh, is initiating after the physical departure of his and there is no uh, uh, precedence before and there is no mention in the shastra of such a system now let's go to this is actually a quite a lengthy a uh, thing that we have to understand the whole thing and let's go to first initiations after 1977 i77 page 47 okay page 47 is shri prabhupad breaking the disciplic tradition by doing this so here we have already written this in our book but we will just read it out and also we will show the the references from the shastra as well so i do not know this is a bit smaller in font size so probably we should do that that will be more easy on your eyes and here we go there is a contention offered that shri prabhupad came into this world to present the authorized disciplic conclusion of the gaudiya vaishnava sampradaya but never before was a ritvik system of initiation set up by any predecessor acharya in our sampradaya how can shri prabhupad do something that is against the tradition of our sampradaya therefore they say that the ritvik system particularly after his manifest presence or his physical presence is not authorized by shri prabhupad as he would never do anything that is against the disciplic tradition this is their contention so now what is our uh, reply to this now it is prudent to note that the tradition of disciplic succession is to preach pure krishna consciousness to the conditioned souls the 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 tradition of the disciplic succession is to preach krishna consciousness mm. that is the real tradition all right how a particular spiritual master does it as per the time place and circumstances that he is in is a transcendental technical detail that may vary from one spiritual master to another but the principle of preaching krishna consciousness remains intact each spiritual master like for example bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur he was the one who introduced the sanyas ashram before that after the disappearance of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu in among the disciples of i mean among the gaudiya vaishnavas there was no sanyas ashram um nobody was having even um only in the time of chaitanya mahaprabhu there were mayavadi sanyasis but there were no there were no um sanyas after that all were you know like baba ji you know like that just did not accept the sanyas ashram because they considered themselves not part of the varnashram vaishnav is actually beyond all the rules that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu says naham vipro nachanarapatir napi vaishyo na shudro naham uh, वर्णी न गृहपतिर्नो वनस्थोयतिर्वा किंतु प्रोद्यन निखिल परमानंद पूर्णामृताब्धेर गोपी भर्तु पदकमलयोर दास दासानुदास 
he says, I am not a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmachari, Grahastha, Vanaprastha, Sanyas. I am just servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, the maintainer of the gopis. So, in this way, Vaishnava would identify himself and therefore, and also uh, in, um, what is that? Shastra, it is said, Ashwamedham Gavalambham Sanyasam Palapaitrakam Devarena Sutotpatyam Kalau Pancha Vivarjayat. So, five things are forbidden in Kali Yuga. And that is cow sacrifice, horse sacrifice, the sannyas ashram is forbidden in Kali Yuga. And there is also, uh, what is that? Palapaitrakam, um, the offering of meat to the forefathers. And the begetting of child in one's brother's wife. So, this is Devarena Sudhotpatim. So, these five things that were current before, that were legal before, is not allowed in Kali Yuga. Right? So, Sanyas is one of them. So, but Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he introduced back the Sanyas Ashram. Uh, in fact, he took Sanyas from the photo of Gaurgishwar Das Babaji. Gaurgishwar Das Babaji already physically departed. He took from his photo. Usually, when you take Sanyas, another Sanyas must, another Sanyasi must initiate you. One sannyasi can initiate another person to become sannyasi. So, like for example, Prabhupada's case, uh, he was initiated um, by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, normal initiation. But then his sannyas initiation was done by Keshav uh, Pragyan Maharaj, Bhakti Keshav Pragyan Maharaj. So, he was actually Prabhupada's god brother and Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's disciple. But he is his sannyas guru. So, he gave him the sannyasi, sannyas initiation. So, another sannyasi must give the initiation to become sannyasi. So, it does not need to be the initiating spiritual master. He can be if he is around. If he is not, the another sannyasi also can initiate him. So, but Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur saw that all the so-called sannyasis were all like debauchees and you know having so many women around them and completely you know nobody was actually pure follower and Bhaktivinoda Thakur already he did not take sannyasi. He, he directly changed to from Grihastha to Babaji Vesh. And, uh, you know, he spent like that and he left the world. Gaurgishwar Das Babaji left. Jagannath Das Babaji left. So, he took sannyas from Gaurgishwar Das Babaji's photograph. And, um, he also introduced um, initiation to women. Uh, because until then, until that point, women were not initiated. So, all these things he established. So, according to time and place and circumstance, they may introduce systems uh, which are not exactly deviations from Shastra, they are just in order how to um, expand the movement in the right way. So, the Acharyas can do, just like Srila Prabhupada, he has changed the regulation to 16 rounds per day. So, that is also a um, change that Prabhupada has done. But Prabhupada says it is bona fide. These are bona fide instructions. We will show that all here now. So, we should understand that Acharya, in fact, Veera Raghav Acharya also said, and where, uh, which purport is that? 421.12 is that? Veera Raghav Acharya, we can actually search that. But we will read this first, alright? Okay. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, Srila Prabhupada had made many adjustments according to time, place and circumstance. Among many other examples, a prominent one was that he ordered all his disciples to chant 16 rounds of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra on a daily basis. Hmm? on the beads daily on the beads but the actual standard of daily prescription of chanting is 64 rounds a day in fact Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur 
the spiritual master of Srila Prabhupada went on record saying that if we, if one chants less than 64 rounds a day, he is not even considered to be a human being. But Srila Prabhupada observed that the modern candidate is unfit to chant 64 rounds and therefore he gave us 16 rounds per day stipulation. In the following translation and purport of the verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada reveals an interesting truth. And this is 10.2.31. Bhagavatam 10.2.31. We have actually gone through this but we will go through it again. Swayam samuttirya sudustaram dhyuman bhavar navam bhima madabhra sauhradah bhavat padam bhoruhanavamatrate nidhayayatah sadhanugraho bhavan O Lord, who resembles shining sun, you are always ready to fulfill the desire of your devotee and therefore you are known as a desire tree, vancha kalpataru. When acharyas completely take shelter under the lotus feet, under your lotus feet, in order to cross the fierce ocean of nations, they leave behind on earth the method by which they cross. And because you are very merciful to your other devotees, you accept this method to help them. See that? So, Krishna accepts the method that is left by the Acharya. Hmm. So, 10 to 31. Okay, in the purport of that verse, in our Krishna consciousness movement, the devotees have been advised to refrain from four sinful activities, illicit sex, intoxication, meat eating and gambling, and to chant 16 rounds a day. These are bona fide instructions. You see what Prabhupada is saying. These are bona fide instructions. One second. Just make it a little smaller so that I can be in the otherwise. Hmm. See, these are bona fide instructions. The Acharya gives a suitable method for crossing the ocean of nations and by accepting the boat of the Lord's lotus feet. And if this method is strictly followed, the followers will ultimately reach the destination by the grace of the Lord. This method is called Acharya Sampradaya. Hmm? Acharya Sampradaya. <clears throat> it is therefore said, Sampradaya Vihina Ye Mantraste Nishphala Mataha Padma Puran. The Acharya Sampradaya is strictly bona fide. Therefore, one must accept the Acharya Sampradaya, otherwise, one's endeavor will be futile. Srimad Bhagavatam 10 to 31 purport. In the purport of this verse, Prabhupada mentioned this. Actually, the one who was arguing in the comments was a person who was arguing with me for months on WhatsApp. <laughs> Every time he would ask questions, actually he himself is not even chanting 16 rounds and he is, he always says, yeah, I have to chant, you know, he's chanting four rounds or something like that. So I always, um, his name is Joy Das, actually that's what he said in the comments that uh, he, you know, he is not even chanting his rounds yet, 16 rounds and he wants to comment on the Guru Tattva and he's quoting things that we have already shown, that's why. We want to make this webinar as comprehensive as possible. So that's why each of these sessions are so long. But outside of this, there should be nothing left anymore that you will not know when you go through this, these, these sessions. So that's the whole point of having these sessions. And therefore, you see, the, the point that he mentioned is already, was already covered yesterday. You know, he's just, they, they just do the same thing. They just do the same thing over and over again. They just come back with the same quotes. Those obscure letters to individuals which did not even, which many disciples did not even know. If, if that was the case in 1975, that letter was done to Krishna. Why in 1977, Satsuru is asking uh, that what should be done after your physical departure? Why? Why that was asked? These people have no, I mean, even in logic, it's very, very bad. Because once you leave the shelter of the spiritual master, your sense of logic, your sense of intelligence, everything just goes down the drain. 
And everything just goes down the drain. So that's exactly what's happening there. And he's not even following anything and he wants to argue. For months, for months we have spent time trying to convince. No, no, every time some lame argument again comes up with the same thing and same thing and same thing he will argue. So what to do with these people? Anyway, going on. So, the, we will continue reading from that. The stipulation of 16 rounds a day is certainly unconventional, but Srila Prabhupada mentions this in the mention in the in this purport above that it is strictly bona fide instruction. Now you can say that Prabhupada has crossed the Shastric uh, tradition. Why don't you say in this sense? Why don't they say in this sense? Why they accept this one of 16 rounds? If Prabhupada did go against the tradition for Ritvik initiations, then he did also go in the in the matter of 16 rounds. Then why don't they chant? Why don't they chant 64 rounds then? No, no, that they accept. Whatever favorable for them, oh, if it's 64 rounds, I cannot do. 16 rounds is easier for me, I will accept that. But the system, I will not accept. No, we should not be like this. What Arjuna said? Krishna, Sarvameta Dhritam Manye, Yanmam Madhasi Keshava. 10th chapter, 14th verse of Bhagavad Gita. Whatever you say, I accept totally as truth. Everything that you say. Not that, Krishna, that what you said was good, but this is not good. I will not accept this. No, no, that is not disciple. Then he is a rascal, he is a demon. What is that? Prabhupada said, and yesterday we have said, not my words, again, they say, oh, Vaishnava Prada. No, no, no. Prabhupada himself said, demon. If a Siksha Guru, if, if he tells something other than what Diksha Guru says, then he is demon and rascal. Okay? So, we have to know. That's why we have to know what Prabhupada said. Um. <clears throat> the principle of Krishna consciousness is not compromised, but the minor technical details are adjusted by the Acharya to suit the particular situation. This is actually Prabhupada's genius. How he carried on the movement by making all these technical small changes, but the main principle was never compromised. Hmm. So, if the unconventional 16 rounds a day stipulation is bona fide, then why not the unconventional Ritvik system? If one is not ready to accept the Ritvik system of initiations because it is unconventional, then one should also not accept the 16 rounds regulation. One may go on and chant 64 rounds, as was the original prescription by predecessor Acharyas, but that is not practically possible in today's context. So, the only bona fide and practical process is to follow Srila Prabhupada's prescription of 16 rounds and hence his Ritvik system of initiations also. Okay, this is from our IA 77. But later on, we have compiled another resource which we will include in our next version of IS 77, which is now it is 2.0, 2.0. So we will make a 2.1 probably very soon, I think. After this Ritvik series, I want to sit with uh, Sundagopal Prabhu and check out all the details, add even more evidence. And that more evidence on this topic is what I'm going to show now, and that's what we will read. Actually, recently it was published as an article in our website. And I will read it out, read it out again, so that we can all learn another perspective of the same thing. Before that, we will just try to increase the size of this. Okay. That should do. All right. So now we'll go to that document. This is the document we have created. 
according to Shastra, I hope you can read that. I think that's readable size, right? Because I don't want to make it like this. I want to be sitting here and I think that is readable. Please tell me in the comments if it is readable and all right with you. All right. According to Shastra, Srila Prabhupada is beyond the rules of Shastra. Now, it's a very, very interesting um, presentation. So, we'll, let's read that, the whole thing. Sometimes, devotees ask this question, how can Srila Prabhupada introduce the post-samadhi ritvik system? In fact, post-samadhi means, yes, we can read. Okay, thank you. Very good. So, the post-samadhi means, um, after he has attained samadhi, samadhi means, you know, after his departure, basically. So, the word that the ISKCON uses is posthumous ritvik. These posthumous ritvik, uh, posthumous ritvik people are offenders. It means they say after Srila Prabhupada has died, the ritvik system, yes, before when he was alive, yeah, you know, he, uh, you know, the ritvik system, yeah, it is bona fide. But after he died, posthumous means after the death of that person. Uh, posthumous ritvik system is uh, is not correct. That's what they say. It's in their law book, ISKCON law book. We will go through all that tomorrow. <clears throat> some some people actually call it a joke book because, I mean, it's hilarious. The, the way they have gone against and the way they define the guru and everything is, I mean, I don't know how they even came to those conclusions. So anyway, we'll see that tomorrow. But in their law book, it is stated that this posthumous ritvik system is bad. So you see how even they word the, the phrase posthumous means they think Prabhupada is dead. Prabhupada said, I will never die. And for a spiritual personality, we should always understand that, like Prabhupada said, when I was in America, everything was, I was alone. I never felt I was alone. I always felt the presence of my spiritual master. And this is not just, oh, he was thinking of him. Not, he's actually present. He's living in his instructions. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur also said, he reasons ill who says that Vaishnavas die when, uh, when thou art living still in sound. So, a Vaishnava will never die. His reasoning is bad if he says that Vaishnavas die, but they say posthumous Ritvik, posthumous Ritvik system. So, Ritvik system after Prabhupada's departure. Instead of even saying, instead of even saying at least post-Samadhi Ritvik system, no, they have no regard for Prabhupada. Posthumous Ritvik system. The way they word it, you can see that. In fact, tomorrow, you will see a lot tomorrow. You will be shocked about what you will see tomorrow. Okay, let's get to the point. Um... So, if you have any questions, please leave it in the comments. We will answer them at the end. And please, please, please keep the questions relevant to the topic and not out of the topic. Right? Okay. How can Srila Prabhupada introduce the post-Samadhi Ritvik system which was never done before and never mentioned in the Shastra? And therefore, Srila Prabhupada would have never have intended to introduce it. So, they, they know what Prabhupada is intending and what is not intending. So, although he did not, Prabhupada explicitly did not mention but they assuming or the speculating that Prabhupada intended it that it should not be followed after his departure, although it was not explicitly mentioned. So, of course, it is speculation, but then we will actually um, answer this with Shastra. Firstly, Srila Prabhupada did not go against Shastra by inst instituting the Ritvik system for the future after his physical departure. We have covered this extensively in our well-known position paper, IS-77. So, again, initiation means what? Divya Jnanam, Divyam Jnanam Yato Dadhyat, uh, Kuryat Papasya Sankshayam, 
तथा और तस्मा दीक्षा सा प्रोक्ता देश का तत्व को विदय दिस इज भक्ति संदर्भ श्री जीव गोस्वामी इन द टू हंड्रेड एंड एटी थर्ड श्लोक ही हेज मेन्शन दिस वॉट इज दीक्षा द ट्रांसफरेंस ऑफ ट्रांसेंडेंटल नॉलेज एंड द रिमूवल ऑफ सिंस विच द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर एक्सेप्ट एट द टाइम ऑफ द इनिशिएशन दैट इज कॉल्ड दीक्षा दैट इज दीक्षा चक्षुदान दिलो जय जन्म जन्मे प्रभु शे ऑल दिस थिंग्स वी हैव सीन व्हाट इज दीक्षा व्हाट एक्चुअली कॉन्स्टिट्यूट्स दीक्षा ट्रांसफरेंस ऑफ नॉलेज ऑफकोर्स दिस सेरेमनी इज देयर दैट इज फॉर्मैलिटी बट द ट्रांसफरेंस ऑफ नॉलेज इज द रियल थिंग सेरेमनी इज ऑल्सो पार्ट ऑफ इट बट द ट्रांसफरेंस ऑफ नॉलेज इज रियल थिंग सो नाउ दैट नॉलेज इज बींग हैंडेड ओवर टू अस इन द फॉर्म ऑफ प्रभुपाज बुक्स so how are we not in connection with prabhupad's knowledge chapter 4 text 2 of bhagavad gita evam parampara praptam we have to receive from parampara viduhu we have to know and sakale neha mahata yogo nashta parantapa yogo nashta means the science of devotional service has been seemingly lost and that's why today arjuna i am speaking to you again so when the science is lost then there is need for a guru to come and you know rectify the thing but if the science is there and the, the spiritual masters why 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 there is a need so the science is there in the form of prabhupada's books yes it was all, already also there in rupa goswami's books and atam goswami's books and all goswami but where it was accessible who made it accessible prabhupada without prabhupada what we would know about jiva goswami rupa goswami bhaktivinoda bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur bhaktivinoda thakur narutmdas goswami all is who would know about them even you know so um prabhupada has made everything accessible to us and therefore current link we have to follow the current link in the sampradaya canto 2 chapter 9 text 7 purport okay yeah? these all must be in memory um if you are not clear again go back and watch the first or read our i77 paper read our uh, watch our ritvik video that uh, sundagopal prabhu has done everything all these things are answered all right let's go further initiation is the transference of transcendental knowledge from the spiritual master to the disciple there is no reference to physical proximity as being a binding condition for diksha and actually at one place he says because one disciple asked him uh, i should have included that letter in this but in that letter um, he asked prabhupad how because uh, krishna spoke the science to the sun god and he spoke to his son and he spoke to ikshvaku his son ikshvaku was on earth but his this spiritual master was on the sun planet how the transference of knowledge happened so prabhu says that time the communication was so good that even on the planet the communication was good the message was passed down just like radio message you know he said so that that's what is mentioned in that letter prabhu very nicely explained so now even prabhu is in another planet in spiritual world and maybe he's even preaching in another planet we don't know we don't want to speculate you know whatever wherever prabhu is so the knowledge is still here either by radio technology or by printing technology or by ebook technology or whatever technology the knowledge is here disciplic succession means disciplic conclusion shri prabhupad many times said shri disciplic succession means disciplic conclusion what is the knowledge that is the real thing so through his books shri prabhupad is already initiating millions Moreover the temple authorities are there to train up devotees just as it was happening at the time of Srila Prabhupada's physical presence. Hmm? Okay. 
But even if we consider the argument that Srila Prabhupada would have transgressed Shastra by introducing the Ritvik system, he did not. But even if accepting the argument, okay, if what, what if it is actually, you know, uh, as they say, oh, if, if, what if, uh, how we can, you know, go against Shastra. Even accepting that argument. Then according to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srila Prabhupada is beyond the rules of the Shastra. Now, oh, how we can say that, how we can say that. Now we will prove it. In the purport to Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila, chapter 10, text 136, Srila Prabhupada writes, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied that his spiritual master Ishwar Puri was so empowered, okay, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is speaking, okay, replied that his spiritual master Ishwar Puri was so empowered that he was as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As such, Ishwar Puri was the spiritual master of the whole world. Just like Srila Prabhupada is, right? He was not a servant of any mundane rule or regulation. An empowered spiritual master like Ishwar Puri can bestow his mercy upon anyone, irrespective of caste or creed. The conclusion is that a spiritual master who is authorized and empowered by Krishna and his own guru, two things, huh? Krishna and his own guru, should be considered as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself. That is the verdict of Vishwana Chakravarti. Saksha Dharitvena. Dharitvena Sha. What is that? No, that is wrong. Saksha Dharitvena. Samastha Shastra. So, anyway, that was a spelling mistake. An authorized spiritual master is as good as Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As Hari is free to act as he likes, the empowered spiritual master is also free. I mean, can we highlight this? As Hari is free to act as he likes, an empowered spiritual master, not just like bogus spiritual master. Because they say, oh yeah, you know, these bogus spiritual masters, you know, they, they, I mean, they are, they are having sex or whatever. Yeah, they are, they are also free to act. No, no, no. The empowered spiritual master, who is authorized by who? Empowered by Krishna. Authorized and empowered by Krishna and his own guru. Let's highlight that first. Important. Authorized and empowered by Krishna and his own Guru. Should be considered as good as a Supreme Personality of God. So, as Hari is free to act as he likes, the empowered spiritual master is also free. As Hari is not subject to mundane rules and regulations, the spiritual master empowered by him is also not subject. According to the Chaitanya Charitamrita Antilya, chapter 7, text 11, Krishna Shakti Vina Nahetar Pravartana. An authorized spiritual master empowered by Krishna can spread the glories of the holy name of the Lord. For he has the power of attorney from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Who knows about legal matters? You know what the power of attorney means? When you hand over the power of attorney to somebody, that means he has the full right on whatever he wants to do according, uh, about that whatever property or whatever, whatever it is. That an entity. Suppose... I own something and then I give the power of attorney to somebody else. That means he can do whatever he wishes that he wants to do. Everything, the power of attorney, entire, although I am the owner, he has the entire full rights on whatever he wants to do with it. So that is called power of attorney. So here Prabhupada is saying an authorized spiritual master empowered by Krishna can spread the glories of the holy name for he has the 
power of attorney from the supreme personality of godhead in the mundane world anyone possessing his master's power of attorney can act on behalf of his master similarly a spiritual master empowered by krishna through his own bona fide spiritual master again so second time he is mentioning a spiritual master empowered by krishna through his own bona fide spiritual master that means if he is not authorized by his spiritual master he is not even a spiritual master he doesn't, he doesn't even count as a spiritual master huh? should be considered as good as the supreme personality of godhead himself that is the meaning of sakshadharitvena sri chaitanya mahaprabhu therefore describes the activities of the supreme personality of godhead and the bona fide spiritual master as follows next next verse chaitanya charitamrita madhilila 10.137 prabhu kohe prabhu kohe that means chaitanya mahaprabhu saying ishwar hoy parama swatantra ishwarer kripa nahe veda paratantra Translation, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, both the Supreme Personality of Godhead and my spiritual master Ishwar Puri are completely independent. Therefore, neither the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead nor that of Ishwar Puri is subject to any Vedic rules and regulations and we will add, nor that of the mercy of the Srila Prabhupada as well. He is not subject to any Vedic rules and regulations. So, if they say Shastra, Vedic rules, this, that, see, this is in Shastra. So, Shastra says he is beyond Shastra. That means, is Prabhupada within Shastra or beyond Shastra? He is following Shastra because Shastra says he is beyond Shastra. So, both ways they are caught. Both ways they are caught. He is within Shastra and without Shastra because Shastra says he can be without Shastra and he can, I mean, not beyond Shastra. You see that? So, Therefore, neither the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead nor that of Ishwarapuri is subject to any Vedic rules and regulations. Uh, this is the run. And in the purport of Madhilila 10.139, Shri Prabhupada writes, Ishwarapuri, an empowered spiritual master, could show mercy to anyone. As such, you see, show mercy. Similarly, Prabhupada is showing mercy to all the souls for 10,000 years. He is showing his mercy to anyone and everyone beyond even his physical presence. That is his mercy. That's why it is said in the, in the, what is this? Therefore, neither the mercy of the personality of Godhead and that of Ishwar Puri and neither that of the, the mercy of Srila Prabhupada is subject to any Vedic. So, this is mercy. Prabhupada is merciful that he is accepting us even after his physical departure. This is mercy. He is not subject to any Vedic rules and regulations. Ishwar Puri, an empowered spiritual master, could show mercy to anyone. As such, he accepted Govinda Although the boy was born in a Shudra family, when Govinda was initiated, he became a Brahmana and was accepted as Ishwarapuri's personal servant. In the Haribhakti Vilas, Sri Sanatana Goswami states that one who is initiated by a bona fide spiritual master immediately becomes a Brahmana. A pseudo-spiritual master cannot transform a person into a Brahmana. Pseudo-spiritual master, sorry, but an authorized spiritual master can do so. Uh, this is the verdict of the Shastra. Now, let's speak about Shastra, right? This is the verdict of Shastra. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all Goswamis also. How to follow an order like the Ritvik system of Srila Prabhupada that had no precedence in history of the disciplic succession? So, well, if we talk about precedence, then we have the 16 rounds argument, you know, which we have already seen. So, yeah, this is what Prabhupada says, this is bona fide instruction. These are bona fide instructions. What are bona fide instructions? To chant 16 rounds a day and following the four principles, these are bona fide instructions. Krishna will accept. Iskon may not accept. Huh? 
Netflix system, but Krishna will accept. Just like Krishna will accept these 16 rounds and 4 principles regulation, uh, Krishna will accept. Krishna accept, will accept a devotee who strictly follows the regulatory, this is from all from the purport of Prabhupada only. Krishna will accept a devotee who strictly follows the regulatory principles and the method prescribed in the various books and literatures published by the authorities. So, Acharya gives the suitable method, this we have already read, the Acharya Sampadaya. And then now, further evidence. So, this also we have studied yesterday. Same thing. So, the Guru's order is so strong that even if it seemingly, um, you know, so, I mean, it seemingly appears to be beyond Shastra or not in accordance with Shastra, it has to be followed. An empowered Guru, not a Guru like Shukracharya. Shukracharya gave an instruction to Bali Maharaj, hey, this is Vishnu, don't give anything to him. Bali Maharaj rejected him, nonsense, what Guru are you? Because, I mean, he, you are supposed to take me to Krishna. So, he rejected his Guru. So, in that case, the thing was not the same that, you know, he, he followed the order of the Guru, although it was against Shastra. Because the whole point of following Shastras is to go to Krishna. That should not, never be compromised. Similarly, Prabhupada's Ritvik initiation system does not compromise that point at all. That, in fact, it helps everyone to go to Krishna. Whereas, if you have a bogus gurus who are falling left, right, center and who are not authorized by their spiritual master, they can go nowhere. In fact, they cannot go to Krishna. That is a deviation. And that has to be rejected. Just like Bali Maharaj rejected his guru, Sukracharya. Because it is not taking him to Krishna. So, if it is not taking him to Krishna, then yes. So, in these gurus in this con, they are not authorized by Prabhupada. So, where they can take you to Krishna? None of them can take anybody to Krishna. Prabhupada can take everybody to Krishna. And he has instituted a written document, everything very clearly, how we can go to him, through him, to Krishna. So, therefore, this is different. Empowered, what he said in the purport? Empowered spiritual master who is especially empowered to preach the glories of a Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is not under, his mercy is not under the Vedic rules and regulations. Hmm. Now, we have read this yesterday, but we will read it again today. Bhatta Kohe, this is Madhilila 10, 144, as you can see there. Guru Agnya Hoi Balwan, Guru Agnya Nalaghe Shastra Praman. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya said, the order of the spiritual master is very strong and cannot be disobeyed. That is the injunction of Shastras, the revealed scriptures. Bonafide Guru, not anybody. Hmm. Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila, huh? quoting from the Raghuvamsha 1446, says, We have read this yesterday, again, we will read the whole section. The, in bold, Agya Guru Nam Vichar means to speculate or to consider or to dwell on it. No. Without dwelling on it, just execute it. Execute it. So, being ordered by his father, Parashuram killed his mother, Renuka. Actually, there is additional detail which we have not discussed yesterday. We will read all that today. Okay. So, being ordered by his father, Parashuram killed his mother, Renuka, just as if she were an enemy. Just took out his sword and beheaded her straight. When Lakshman, the younger brother of Lord Ramachandra, heard of this, he immediately, actually, at that point, he didn't know, he already heard this before, but when he was ordered by Lord Ramachandra, then he thought of that same, inc- that incident where Parashuram, you know, did that. So, then he executed. So, when Lakshmana, the younger brother of Lord Ramachandra, heard of this, he immediately engaged himself in the service of his elder brother and accepted his orders. The order of the spiritual master must be obeyed without consideration. Without consideration. 
what were the orders of lord ramachandra that lakshman accepted without consideration we can understand the context of this verse if you look at the scripture raghuvamsha it is an epic poem written by the famous poet kalidas about the pastimes of lord ramachandra we searched online and we found a very authoritative translation here there is a link there we are going to quote from there the verse that preceded this verse so that we can understand the full context of the above quoted verse so 1445 of raghuvamsha prajavati prajavati doha dasham sinite tapo vaneshu sprihayalureva satvam rathi tadvyapadeshaneyam prapaya valmiki padam tyajainam tyajainam translation lord ramachandra ordered lakshmana as follows your sister in law meaning sita devi told me of her longings during pregnancy that she she has a yearning to visit the hermitages of saints so you take a chariot and see that she reaches the hermitage of valmiki under that pretense of satisfying her yearning for the penance groves and leave her there from this we can understand that this particular incident was after the citizens of ayodhya had spoken ill of mother sita's character even after she passed the fire test of lord ramachandra in lanka lord ramachandra was preparing to banish mother sita to the forest and he asked lakshman to execute his plan in this way while it is certainly against scriptural injunctions not to protect one's wife especially during her pregnancy and even otherwise so lord ramachandra gave an order that seemingly contradicts scriptural injunctions right it is against shastra right but then lakshman remembered the incident of parshuram where his father jamadagni had asked him to kill his own mother and he immediately beheaded her with his sword such an act is certainly unprecedented and seemingly against the injunctions of the scriptures wherein protection of women is very much stressed but it was executed without consideration we have to similarly execute the instruction of the empowered spiritual master like shri prabhupada without any consideration whether it is in accordance with the scriptures or not this is further elucidated in the next verse of chaitanya charitamrita as follows chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila 10.146 quoted from ramayana ayodhya kanda 22nd chapter 9th verse nirvicharam guroragyam maya karya mayatmanah mahatmanah shreyo hevam bhavatyascha mama chaiva visheshatah translation the order of a great personality like a father must be executed without consideration because there is good fortune in such an order for both of us in particular there is good fortune for me lord ramachandra spoke this to mother sita as he was banished from ayodhya by his father king dasharath we have a similar injunction in the shrimad bhagavatam kanto 3 chapter 24 verse 13 eta vatyeva shushrusha karya pitari putrakaih baadham it ஒருஸ் <laughs> why sir uh, this is no how sir when sir uh, no no yes sir this is the business of disciple in the purport to the above verse shri prabhupada writes two words in this wor- verse are very important one word is pitari and another word is guru let's see the verse pitari is in the second line guru is in the last line 
Karya Pitari Putrakai and last is Gauravena Gurur Vachaha. Is the sound not coming through? Hare Krishna. Virendra says, Virendra Prabhu says in comments that there is no sound. Hare Krishna. I hope this, for me it looks like the sound is going through. Please let me know in the comments if the, everybody can hear me. Hmm? Here, okay. So from Hungary, it's okay. Who else? How's everybody seeing? I mean, you can hear the sound. Please respond in the comments, please, quickly, so that we can continue and not waste any more time. Sound okay for us too. Okay, another one from Singapore. Okay, no problem. Yes. So everybody has having no problem here. Oh, okay. Virendra Prabhu also says now yes. Okay, good. Coming. All right, good. Thank you very much. We'll continue. One should obey the command of his father, spiritual master, with due reference, saying, Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you very much for all your feedback. In the purport of the above verse, Srila Prabhupada writes, Two words in this verse are very important. One is Pitri and the other word is Guru. The son or disciple should accept the words of his spiritual master and father without hesitation. Whatever the father and spiritual master order should be taken without argument. Without argument. Huh? Yes. You know, Prabhupada says yes. You should say yes and do it. There should be no instance in, in which the disciple or son says, this is not correct. I cannot carry it out. When he says that, he is fallen. That means what? The ISKCON, Guru system, all, GBC, everything, fallen. It's not that we are the regulated person. No, we should also follow nicely. But just by rejecting that order of the spiritual master, immediately fallen. Immediately. Hmm? Uh, we should not be proud and you know, oh, we are the liberated people. We are, no, we should also be very nicely careful. But here, the point is, the first step of accepting the spiritual master itself is wrong there. The order of the spiritual master is not carried out. Here it is said, you see, when he says that, this is not correct, I cannot carry it out. And when he says that, he has fallen. The order of the father or the order Uh, of the spiritual master must be carried out without hesitation with an immediate yes not that yes no immediate yes okay there should be no argument that is real service to the father and to the spiritual master Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur has stated that the order of the spiritual master is the life and soul of the disciples uh, as a man cannot separate his life from his body a disciple cannot separate the order of the spiritual master from his life. How beautifully he said. As a man cannot separate his life from his body, a disciple cannot separate the order of the spiritual master from his life. If a disciple follows the instruction of the spiritual master in that way, he is sure to become perfect. So with these scriptural evidences, we have three instances wherein the order of an empowered spiritual master have been carried out Despite seeming contradiction with scriptural rules, they are as follows. Lord Parashuram obeyed his father Jamadagni's orders without consideration. Lord Lakshman executed the order of his elder brother Lord Ramachandra. And Lord Chaitanya executed the order of his spiritual master Ishwarapuri. In three cases, it was the supreme personality of Godhead. Parashuram, Lakshman, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
In all three instances, it is the Supreme Lord who set the example that the order of the empowered spiritual master cannot be disobeyed, even if it may seemingly, according to our imperfect understanding, it is actually not against the scriptural injunctions. It is only according to our own, you know, conditioning, our own imperfect understanding. Uh, we may think that is against scriptural injunctions. First of all, we are trying to, I mean, this whole point of, you know, this is not according to scriptural injunctions and, you know, Prabhupada must follow scripture. You know, this argument is such a, I mean, such a, I mean, uh, meaningless argument because to even understand what scriptures are, we need the Guru. Yasya deve para bhaktir yatha deve tatha gurau. Right? Yasya deve, what is that? Good that verse now. I mean, to even understand the Shastra, we need the Guru. Para Bhaktir. Okay, here it is. Svetashvatar Upanishad, chapter 6, text 23. Yasya deve parabhaktir yatha deve tatha gurao tasyaite kathitha hyartha prakashante mahatmanaha Only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. So, to even understand the Vedic knowledge from the Vedas, we need faith in the Guru. But they want to do the other way around. Whether the Guru with whose mercy we have understood Shastra, now we are checking the Guru whether he is following the Shastra or not. What nonsense is this? The Guru who has given us Shastra and who taught us how to even understand the words of Shastra and he is already completely realized, he is with Krishna and we want to check whether Prabhupada is following Shastra or not. Who are we? More than Prabhupada. This is a complete nonsense attitude. This is why their, their whole attitude about Prabhupada has changed so much after he has left. And you will see tomorrow. What I am going to show, it will shock you. Um, so, this is their, their attitude. They want to check Prabhupada with Shastra. Hmm. But now we have proved it. You know, Krishna himself in three different incarnations as Parashuram, Lakshman and, uh, and of course Lord Ram and also Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Four incarnations there are attesting to this point that Guru's Agnya is avicharaniya. We cannot speculate and just carry it out. And then, what is the other? Brahma. Brahma also is saying the same thing. This actually, this 3.24.13 is about Brahma saying this verse. 3.24.13. Lord Brahma is also saying, big, big personalities are saying like this. Supreme Personality of Godhead is saying like this. We have to listen to somebody who is saying that, oh, no, 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 this is not according to Shastra, you know. Huh? These are people who are, you know, teaching us. What is this nonsense? Huh? Therefore, according to Shastras, Srila Prabhupada is beyond the jurisdiction of Shastra in the matter of spreading the mercy of to all conditioned souls of Kali Yuga. The Ritvik system of initiation should therefore be accepted unequivocally by all devotees without any foolish considerations made with their tiny brains. The current ISKCON devotees want to understand Srila Prabhupada through the Shastra 
But they don't understand that the opposite is true. That they can understand Shastra only through Srila Prabhupada's mercy. Actually, we have already mentioned this. I do not remember. So, but as you can see from the above presentation, even if one wants to see it from the perspective of scripture, Srila Prabhupada's order is perfect and our solemn duty is to carry it out without argument. Now it is sealed. Completely their fate is fate is sealed. This, I mean, completely is, even if the Shastra or not Shastra, no precedence, whatever it is, in order to spread the mercy, is beyond the rules. And who is saying that? God himself is saying that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So now, in the Shastra, Chaitanya Charitamrita is Shastra, right? So in the Shastra, Prabhupada, so Prabhupada is following Shastra. How you can say Prabhupada is not following Shastra? Because in Shastra it is said that he is beyond Shastra and he has put on a system, even if you say it is nothing is against Shastra, but even if they think it is because of that foolish understanding, Prabhupada is beyond the Vedic rules and regulations. The main thing is to connect everyone to Krishna. That is the main thing through transcendental knowledge. That is being carried out without a hindrance. Even when Prabhupada was there, those people who did not meet Prabhupada, they had the same thing as what we have now. They did not have the... Uh, the privilege of personal association with Prabhupada, they also did not have and we also don't have. But the same thing, the same scenario. How is it different? How is it different? Nothing is different. And Prabhupada already delegated the entire system to a managerial process. If you see them fit, this is the rules. If they do it, yes, they can be initiated on behalf of me by this, 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 this sannyasis. And more, in the later on, others can be added as necessary. That's it. Such a simple system, such a marvelous and genius system that Srila Prabhupada has set up to save all the conditioned souls from of Kali Yuga. But you see how it was put in disarray by these few ambitious people and now the followers of such people who came in the comments earlier that, that Haridas, his name is Joy Das. Uh, he is the one, uh, people like him who just can't accept plain logic. They just have Prabhupada said, surrender with intelligence. Don't surrender your intelligence and become a fool. Prabhupada said this. So, what they have done is they have surrendered their intelligence. They are not seeing everything from a, you know, shastric perspective, from a, you know, logical perspective. No. If you see from logical perspective, this is what you will see. This is what is there. But they have nothing to show. Not a single document, not nothing. Everything assumptions. And then he says in the comments, I am speculating. Hmm? Just, just see, you know, how, how foolish they are. <clears throat> okay, that is the end of our presentation actually. I think just let's, let me see if that is the case. For today, oh, okay, so other doubts, we have actually cleared them up before. Sorry. Other doubts, we have cleared them up in the previous, but we will just um, go through. Can't we take, another argument is, can't we take, if that is the case, if just books are the ones which, you know, are connecting them, can't we take initiation from a previous Acharya, uh, so predecessor Acharya. So, we have already covered this, but we will just take you once more there and uh, show you. This is the one single verse only. 297. In the purport, 
in order to receive the real message of Srimad Bhagavatam, one should approach the current link or spiritual master in the chain of disciplic succession. Current link. That is, that is actually the most important part. So, the current link, who is the current link? Srila Prabhupada. In the whole disciplic succession, the 32nd one, the current link. Current link does not mean living person, no. The person who is distributing the knowledge, that is the current link. Yogo Nashtah Parantapa, Krishna said in the second verse of the fourth chapter, when the knowledge was lost, yes, the parampara is considered broken and therefore I have come again, Arjuna, now I am repeating the same knowledge again to you. So, this is the understanding. Then, next argument, how do we know Srila Prabhupada is pleased? How do we know that Srila Prabhupada is pleased with us? Like, I am a disciple, I have to, you know, yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado, yasya prasadan nagatu nagati kutopi. So, if Prabhupada is pleased, Krishna, I mean, if the Guru is pleased, Krishna is pleased. If the Guru is not pleased, um, we have no standing in spiritual life. So, how do we know Prabhupada is pleased if we can't see him, if he is, you know, not physically present? Well, the same way that when Prabhupada was personally present also, when devotees were, you know, getting initiated in all parts of the world and Prabhupada did not even meet them, like even our example is Sundagopal Prabhu, who is leading our ISKM. He is also, he never met Prabhupada. So, like the, likewise, there are similar hundreds of devotees who have never met Prabhupada. So, how do how do they know that Prabhupada is pleased? Prabhupada said, as, as Prabhupada, you have read in the 7th July, discretion. As you see, you know, it depends on discretion. Prabhupada said in the 7th July conversation, you decide if they are following everything, uh, then if the temple president sees them fit to be initiated, then yes. I will accept that. So, the satisfaction of the temple authorities, the GBC, this is the system by which Prabhupada is, that's why Prabhupada delegated all that to, of training his disciples to the temple authorities and all the managerial things. What is the, all, the, all this management for? To train new devotees and make them nice devotees and spread the movement like that. So, he has already set up a system. So, we have to work with our local temple authorities and satisfy them. Of course, they must also be following Prabhupada's instructions. And so, as long as they are doing so, yes, we have to not ISKCON. In ISKCON, they, first of all, this, this, they don't follow. They are not into pleasing Prabhupada. In fact, you speak about Ritwik system, they will ban, ban you from the temple. So, that is, um, that is not following Prabhupada. So, where Prabhupada is being followed, uh, then such authorities of temple authorities you follow. And likewise, you get trained. Nicely, you get trained. So, that is the whole point. That, so, and the next thing is bhakti pareshanu bhava virakti. This is the test. How do you know Krishna is pleased, Prabhupada is pleased? Eleven two forty-two of Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhakti pareshanu bhava virakti anyatra chayashatrika eka kalaha prapadyamanas yathashnatahasyus Tushtihi Pushtihi Kshudapayonughasam. Devotion, direct experience of the Supreme Lord and detachment from other things. These three occur simultaneously for one who has taken shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the same way that pleasure, nourishment and relief from hunger come simultaneously and increasingly with each bite for a person engaged in eating. 
So as we advance, we will get the renunciation, we will get the realizations and we will get our devotion becomes more and more solid and established. This is the uh, what uh, test whether Prabhupada is pleased. Because if Krishna is not pleased, if Prabhupada is not pleased, we can't get these things. Because yasya aprasadha nagati kutopi. We have no standing in spiritual life. So all these symptoms will not be even visible. Uh, what, what will happen to those people who actually give up the order of the spiritual master? Give up the order. This is what will happen to them. In the 10th canto, 87th chapter, I think verse 33 if I am not wrong. Vijita Hrishika Vayubhir Adanta Manasturagam Ya iha yatanti yantum atilola mupaya khidaha Vyasana shatan vitaha Vyasana means problems, obstacles. Shatan vitaha, hundreds. Vyasana shatan vitaha Samavahaya guros charanam Vanija ivaja santyakrita karna dharajaladho. The mind is like an impetuous horse that even persons who have regulated their senses and breath cannot control. Even if you can control your senses and you can control your breath and you know all the pranayama, still you cannot control the mind, it is said. Those in this world who try to tame the uncontrolled mind but who abandon the feet of their spiritual master encounter hundreds of obstacles in their cultivation of various distressful practices. O unborn Lord, they are like merchants on a boat in the ocean who have failed to employ a helmsman. This is what will happen if we do not follow the instruction. And if you do, do follow, then you will get all the realizations, you get, you get detachment from this material world and you get, you know, your devotion increases and you get more, become more, you know, anarthas go away, you become more nishtha, everything, you know, fixed up. So, this is uh, the symptoms. Uh, and first thing is, Prabhupada said, discretion. Now, how do you know Prabhupada is pleased? You follow 16 rounds and chant, I mean, chant 16 rounds and follow the four principles. That's it. These are bona fide instructions, Prabhupada said. So, if you follow that, he is pleased. If you follow the Mangalarati, the Bhagavatam class, you know, eating only Krishna Prasadam and nothing else, all these things, if you follow, Krishna is pleased. Prabhupada is pleased, Krishna is pleased. So, you already set up the system. What will please him? You already told it. So, it's not that something extra, something special you have to do. Oh yeah, if you can do above and that, above and beyond, if you can do more and more service, yes, of course, book distribution, all this will please him, everything. So, as much as we want, as much as we can, we should engage more and more, more and more in service of Srila Prabhupada in all different ways that he has specified. So, in that way, we can please him. No, what is the point and what is the difficulty in understanding that? So, that also is a fall, I mean, lame argument that, oh, Prabhupada is not here, how do you know that he is pleased with you, so this system does not work. That's also a lame argument. Next, did Srila Prabhupada not create even one pure devotee? This is another argument. We've also gone through this before in the first day. It's Prabhupada already created the system by which millions and billions and trillions of pure devotees can be produced. It is up to us whether we are following or not. If we follow, Yes, each and every one of us can be, become pure devotee. It is open for everyone. It is just how, it is not about, oh, if Prabhupada did not create a pure devotee, he is at fault. 
or by saying that you know he did not create a pure devotee you are saying that Prabhupada is not uh, potent enough to create even one pure devotee Prabhupada is potent to create you know millions of trillions of pure devotees but are we potent enough as a disciple you know are we receiving it properly first there is a bona fide guru bona fide disciple Prabhupada said in the lecture that two things must be correct the guru must be correct the disciple must be correct uh, not that only the guru just like if the man is potent and the woman is not fertile, then the pregnancy will not happen. Or, if the woman is fertile but the man is not potent, also the pregnancy will not happen. Hmm? Uh, similarly, the, the guru or if the seed, if the seed is you know proper, if, if it is not fried, if it is proper, and then if the soil is fertile, there will be germination, there will be plant coming out. But if the soil is not fertile, you can produce, you can, you can, put, you can plant how many millions of seeds, nothing will happen there, barren land. So, we should, the, the onus rests on us, we have to be, become bona fide disciples. There is no question about the bona fide-ness of Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> there is no question. He has done what no other Acharya has ever done before mm. on the planet. So, he is completely potent. The only po- point, point is, the only con- point of contention is whether we are fertile or not, or whether our heart is fertile or not. If we are sincerely taking up the path, then yes. Definitely the effect will be there. So, he can't be blamed for, you know, if, if anybody doesn't become a pure devotee here. No. He has already given a system. Krishna accepts, what is what is said in the 10 to 31? He, Krishna accepts the method by which they cross. Let's go, to, go back to that verse. Hmm? 10 to 31. When Acharyas completely take shelter under, under your lotus feet in order to cross the fierce ocean of nations, they leave behind on earth the method by which they cross. So, that method is the potency. Uh, there is the potency of the spiritual master. And because you are very merciful to your other devotees, you accept this method to help them. So, if we accept the method wholeheartedly with full you know, diving into it full full on, then yes, Krishna will, but as much as we surrender, that much. Yadrishi, Yadrishi, Shraddha, Siddhir Bhavati, Tadrishi. So, as, a, as, our, as much as our, as our faith is, that much progress we will make. Uh, maam prapadyante, taam hmm. As much as we surrender to the process, that much we will advance. So, how can Prabhupada be blamed? How can we say that, oh, your ethic system means that he did not even produce one pure devotee? No. And okay, let's say he, so many pure devotees are there. What is the difficulty for them to accept Prabhupada as the Diksha Guru and they remain as Siksha Gurus? What is the problem? Even if there is a pure devotee, some people say that they have this idea, even Ritviks. They think, they think that oh, um, when, uh, when a pure devotee comes, at that time this Ritvik system has to be dissolved and that pure devotee will be the next Acharya. No reason, no. It is not, it is not the author, uh, authorization of Prabhupada and there is no need for that. That pure devotee can remain as a humble Shiksha Guru and he can make millions of devotees by his preaching and direct them everybody to Prabhupada and the initiation can be done by Prabhupada. What is the problem? What is the problem at all? Just like, uh, what is that example we saw in 3rd Canto 4th chapter 25th and 26th verses. When Vidura came to Uddhava, 
విదురా ఇస్ ప్యూర్ డివోటీ ఉద్ధవ ఇస్ ప్యూర్ డివోటీ మైత్రే ముని ఇస్ అనదర్ ప్యూర్ డివోటీ త్రీ ప్యూర్ డివోటీ సో మన విదురా ఇస్ కమింగ్ టు ఉద్ధవ ఐ వాంట్ టు బికమ్ యువర్ డిసైపుల్ ఉద్ధవ సార్ నో 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 యూ యూ టేక్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్ ఫ్రమ్ మైత్రే ముని యూ నో హీఈస్ మోర్ క్వాలిఫైడ్ దాన్ మీ అండ్ హీస్ అల్డర్ ఆల్సో సో హీ డైవర్టెడ్ హిమ్ టు మైత్రే ముని Oh, you have, he did not say, oh, you have come, yes, yes, I will initiate, I am very capable, I am Krishna personally, you know, instructed me, and I am, no, he did not say, humbly he pointed him to Maitre Muni, why can't we do that? Even if somebody is a pure devotee, and if there, there, are, there is chance, Prabhupada has given the method to become a pure devotee, Every, anybody who takes that method, they will become a pure devotee. How well we take to that method, that is, that is the only question. So, and suppose if there are pure devotees, oh, 10,000 or 20,000, million of pure devotees. all of them can preach and become shiksha gurus nobody is stopping them and everybody can be directed to prabhupada and he will be the shiksha guru finish what is the problem in this very very simple to understand understand um so that is a i mean feeble argument the, oh the did prabhupada did not not create even one pure devotee in fact tamal krishna also he also said in his confession in 1980 none of us are pure even in 1977 he said 1980 he said and then later on all those as good as god spiritual masters who were worshipped as good as god when they started falling down like dominoes from 1986 onwards and 85 i think so then everything just you know collapsed like you know and what about the pure devotee now so you mean to say these were the pure devotees that prabhupada made and you know chose them to be the gurus of the next successors and all that what happened to them why they fell down like that then of course they will come up with another thing no brahma also fell down shiva also fell down this is what we will see tomorrow we are going through all that complete disruption of their idea of guru tattva of what the whole idea of guru tattva is that we will to see tomorrow we have no time today means we still need to take questions so and last one are ritviks not stopping the parampara there is another contention arithmetic is not stopping the parampara so again if you remember parampara means continuation of knowledge we have actually seen this yesterday and day before as well evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo vidhu sakale neha mahata yogo nashta parantapa the supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly kings understood it in that way is the whole point is about the supreme science now supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly kings understood in that way but in course of time the succession was broken and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost yogo nashtaha yogaha means the science of one's relationship with the supreme nashtaha means scattered or lost destroyed so the science of bhakti yoga of krishna consciousness when it was destroyed or when it was um, you know lost that's when parampara is considered broken he never said uh, what is that sakale neha mahata sharira nashta parantapa gurur gurur sharira nashta parantapa no when the guru's body is destroyed the parampara became destroyed and therefore krishna arjuna i have now come uh, and i'm speaking to you no it is the science and today we have prabhupada's books the science is completely accessible uh, more accessible than ever before not only in print 
in ebooks you know in, in audiobook format if any format you want it is there now you know so there is no uh, uh, dearth of that facility so therefore the science when it is there how is the parampara broken so ritviks where they are stopping the parampara on the other hand the gurus let's see what the guru did tamal krishna goswami passed away where is his parampara who is next after him nothing gaur govind swami passed away who is the next after him who else jayatirtha passed away who is next after him so many passed kirtananda swami passed away who is next after him where so who is stopping the parampara and first of all parampara means all of them are siddha paramahamsas this is spoken by bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur in his song let me take out that song i i do not know if i have it let's see there is one nice song we will take it out just a moment hmm? so bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur says he actually has a whole song about the parampara system our our sir not parampara about our parampara what is our parampara so in that very clearly it is mentioned there one second <clears throat> well i think it will take its own time it starts with chaturmukhe uh, chaturmukha um, you know krishna chaturmukha something like that it starts the whole parampara all the names of the parampara all the 32 names not 32 because prabhupada's name is not there therefore later they added the prabhupada's name after prabhupada's disciple added one verse last in the end but until bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur it is there so in that song he says ihara paramahamsa all of them are paramahamsas they are not uh, ordinary people all these names mentioned are paramahamsas so parampara means anyway i am not able to take out that so doesn't matter if anybody can put it in the comments from kksongs.org it is there is somehow just not working so never mind so um the parampara means all of them must be siddha purusha all of them must be pure devotees uh, nobody fell down like this none of those 32 fell down like this you know like all horrible acts they have done and fell down nobody fell from like that fell down like this so it is all cheating let's not get let's not get cheated by all these systems that are that is going on in the name of iskon in the name of prabhupada's movement uh, it is complete cheating going on so the parampara is not stopped by ritviks in fact it is stopped by this 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 bogus guru system next so that's that's basically the it that's basically the what we wanted to present for today the next tomorrow is topic is um, the iskon's twisted uh, understanding of the twisted interpretation of the guru tattva all right so let's take the questions now what are the questions we have a few okay venkatesh prabhu based on spiritual master on or diksha takes reaction if they say the disciples are bad so they are taking that reaction and fall down or accidental deaths etc first of all they have disobeyed prabhupada 
So actually, they will take the karma of the disciple, but they cannot uh, transfer it back to Krishna. Because the spiritual master is connected with Krishna, he is not affected, although he takes on thousands of disciples. That's why when you take thousands of disciples, you are acting, accepting such a great risk. But Prabhupada could accept it and he was still not uh, affected. That was because he was directly connected with Krishna. But no, those who are not, you know, what to speak of becoming guru, you accept the karma. Even if you take a donation from somebody and use it for your own. That's why anything donation comes here, immediately give it to Krishna. Never use anything for your own. Give it to Krishna. Hmm. So, goes into the account, bank account. That's what Prabhupada wanted. The temple bank account, it should go in there. So, that is giving to Krishna. So, even that money if we take, the the donation money, if we take it and use it for our own, we we have to pay pay for karma. Any favor that we accept, we have to pay back. So, we are offering them something, some big promise. That is definitely a karma. And that is, then they are not capable of taking anything and they are not taking them back to Godhead and nothing. Themselves are not there. Because to be taken back to Godhead, he must be from that place. He must be in Godhead already. Uh, but he is not there. So, how we can take anybody back to Godhead? Hmm. So, first of all, it is their own offences. Why the things are happening like that? Um. Then Vishnu Teja. If Ritvik disciples disobey now, will Prabhupada still get harmed? Will Shri Prabhupada stay the heavenly planets until all his disciples go back to Godhead? Actually, Srila Prabhupada once said that the spiritual master will remain in this material world until each and every one of his disciples go back to Godhead. He will take everybody back home, back to Godhead. See, the spiritual master can live both uh, in the spiritual world and in the material world and in every place that the disciple wants him to be. He can be at the same time, just like the Krishna Krishna can be. I think this is stated in the um, 4.21.12, I think, I don't know if I'm wrong. If I'm correct, in the purport of Bhagavatam. So our business is that we should not let Prabhupada, you know, be in this material world. But of course, he is always with Krishna. That is one thing. Uh, of course, we we. It's not that by following Ritvik system we are definitely going back. No, 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 no. Initiation means again. The word initiation means starting. We have to do everything properly. Not that all those people who got initiated by Prabhupada will go back to Godhead, for sure. No. If they don't follow, they don't. They will get a better birth, maybe somewhere else, you know. In fact, Prabhupada once said, most of my disciples will end up in the heavenly planets. Because why? They don't They won't follow to the full extent and they will take birth in heavenly planets and continue from there. Maybe come back here after that and then go, you know, in this way. But seriously, if you follow, then we will go back only. Let's see if it is correct. No, I think, I don't know. Somewhere it is stated in the purport. I just forgot the number of the verse. Mm. That a spiritual master can be in the spiritual world and in the material world at the same time. Then, next. So, basically, Vishnuji's question was, if Ritvik disciples disobey now, will Prabhupada still get harmed? Well, I don't know where Prabhupada is, so I cannot say. But, especially in his manifest presence, yes. And, um, 
Therefore, we should never um, go wrong. We should try to strictly follow everything that Sri Prabhupada says. Venkatesh. Okay. <clears throat> Venkatesh Prabhu is asking, if they are initiated under them, will they still go back to Godhead? He asked this when we were discussing about GBC. If they are initiated by GBC, no, 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 that's not the proper way. It is based on a dis- disobedience. The whole system is based on a disobedience. So how can they go back to Godhead when, 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 you know, it is on the platform of disobedience? Chadiya Vaishnav Seva Nistar Keba. No, first thing we have to obey properly and take them to the proper shelter. You know how many thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of devotees left in the movement just because of this um, imperfect gurus. You know how much damage has been done in lives of the devotees. Their faith was completely shattered and they returned to their old um, uh, materialistic ways of life. Even sometimes even as bad as going to drugs and everything. Meat eating even. So, this is a very serious thing. We cannot play with the lives of the people who have surrendered their lives for Krishna and then mislead them. No, that is completely against Shastra. Ah, there. Who has quoted this? The whole song is here. Radhika Sakimati. Okay, see. In the comment. Can you... Uh, anyway. You see, in the comments, the whole song is there. The Parma... I mean, that Parampara song that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, written. So, Krishna hoite chatur mukha, hoi Krishna sevan mukha. So, in this way, if you see the, actually the translation, the ninth one especially, ihara paramahamsa gaurangir nijabamsa. So, ihara paramahamsa, all of these names are all paramahamsas. Gaurangir nijabamsa. Tadir charana mamagati. Ami seva udasin namete tridandi din shri bhakti siddhanta saraswati. So, in this way, this way he has written uh, his this song. And then they added the 9a is the last verse. They added added the verse for Prabhupada. Shri Varshabhanavi Bada Sada Sevya Sevapara Tahar Daita Das Nam Tar Pradhan Pracharako Shri Bhaktivedanta Namo Patita Janete Doyadham. So in this way they wrote a verse for Prabhupada. But that's the point, these are all Paramahamsas, not ordinary souls. So, that is actually against tradition, that in disciplic succession, there are some conditioned souls who are falling down left, right, center like dominoes. Uh, that is against tradition. That is tradition. Okay, next question by Virendra. Just as Diksha Gurus take away the karma of the disciples in Iskon, who takes away the karma of Ritviks? Is it Srila Prabhupada? Uh, what did you say? Diksha Guru take over the karma of the disciples in Iskon. Actually, they cannot really take the karma because they are not potent enough to take the karma. They cannot transfer it to Krishna. So, first thing is, um, who takes away the karma of the Ritviks? Is it Srila Prabhupada? So, Prabhupada said, actually, there was one conversation where Srila Prabhupada said, Because Prabhupada said that if his disciples do not follow, then that karma, you know, you know, Srila Prabhupada has to, you know, sometimes get this pain or something, you know, health, health issue or some accident like that. 
So then when he delegated this uh, act of uh, recommendation and all these things, so when the sannyasis or the temple presidents, they have to recommend to Prabhupada. So the, so one of, I don't know who asked, I need to get out this conversation from the records. So he asked Prabhupada that what will happen to those who recommend, do they also take karma? Then Prabhupada says, yes, definitely. So those who recommend, those who give the you know initiation on behalf of Prabhupada and all, they also will take the karma, you know, part of it. Because they are also in the process, it's a responsible position. When you are in a responsible position, you are responsible for the, any, you know, if, you, if we select wrongly and you know, just somebody who is not even qualified and then recommend that to Prabhupada, then for doing that mistake, we will have to also suffer. There is an offense in seva, seva aparadha. So, for that, we have to also pay. So, therefore, uh, everybody must be careful. The, the prospective disciple must be careful that he should not bring any harm to Prabhupada and then the 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 Ritviks, the recommended, I mean the recommended, what is that? The persons who recommend, the temple presidents and the temple authorities, they everybody should be careful on who is being. Of course, Prabhupada did take risks, you know, he initiated some and he, they left the movement and he initiated people into sannyas and then they fell down. Risks were there, you know, things happen. But then, that is the risk that Prabhupada is taking, you know, and for the matter of preaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. In fact, in one place, he very nice, very mercifully said, Prabhupada said that, um, what was that conversation? He said, I am prepared to go to hell for the, for, for the sake of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. By taking all the reactions of my disciples, I am prepared to go to hell. Because the disciples asked, Prabhupada, in that way, you know, everybody, if, if we don't follow, then, you know, it's a great, uh, you know, you will have to take a lot of, you know, our karma and all this. Prabhupada said, what to do? I am prepared to go to hell for the service of Chait- Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that is how Prabhupada is thinking. Just like the gopis, they gave the dust to Krishna. When Naradmuni asked, hey, take, take. No, Naradmuni asked, are you not afraid of going to hell? So what? Krishna's headache must be gone, right? Go, take this dust and go. So they were not, they were prepared to go to hell, you know, but Krishna's service must go on. So in that way, Chaitanya Prabhupada also very mercifully he said, I am prepared to go to hell for service of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, you know, but as a disciple, we should never, um, you know, give any trouble to the spiritual master. Therefore, we must follow everything properly and become serious disciples. Then, uh, Haridas, though the person who was arguing, he said, everyone agrees Prabhupada established Ritvik system. You have to prove did he establish Ritvik system even after Prabhupada's departure? There is no proof of that. Uh, we've already shown everything. Henceforward, and uh, you know, even the, in the will, my initiated, my initiated disciple, not just my disciple, which they can interpret conveniently as my Siksha disciple. Yeah, Prabhupada is a preeminent Siksha Guru. So all that is thrown out of the window by that my initiated disciple phrase. Yeah, so enough, enough uh, evidence, has, more than enough evidence has already been you know, shown in connection with this. Where Prabhupada said so, letters from Kirtananda Swami, etc. are not called proofs. Huh? Prabhupada himself said, not letters from Kirtananda. Nowhere Prabhupada said anything. These two people misunderstood the message. Anyway, he doesn't know what he was talking about, this, this Haridas. And um, we anyway showed Prabhupada's letters, Prabhupada's will, Prabhupada's conversation, Prabhupada choosing that that Vishwambar who was not a regular disciple and 
him, he wanted to get him into sannyas initiation, somehow other he has to be his initiated disciple. Hmm? Alright, so Venkatesh Prabhu is asking, how Madhvacharya got initiated after Vyasadeva? I guess Vyasadeva was not physically there. No, he was physically there. Even now he is physically there. Vyasadeva is in, um, what is that, Badrikashram. In um, Badrikashram, there are five Badris and he is in the Uttara Badri, which is inaccessible to ordinary human beings. Only perfected souls can reach there. So, this is all explained in the lifetime, in the life, in the biography of Madhvacharya. So, Madhvacharya, he was going, jumping from hill to hill to mountain to mountain. He was, you know, he was like younger brother of Hanuman and Bhima, son of Vayu, Madhvacharya. So, he went, he went to Uttara Badri in the Himalayas. He met Madhva, uh, he met uh, Srila Vyasadeva, took initiation from him. And with Vyasadeva, not only Vyasadeva was there, uh, so many of Vyasadeva's disciples were also there when he went there. So, this instance is there. Madhvacharya got initiation from Vyasadeva personally. <coughs> Vishnu Teja. Vyasadeva was physically present in Badrikashmiya. He only allowed himself to manifest to a pure devotee. Madhvacharya was also Vayudeva incarnation. Yeah, he was a partial incarnation of Vayudeva, correct. He was a. Uh, son of Vayu. That's why he's a younger brother of Bhima and Haruman. He used to, you know, eat one whole, you know, when banana tree, the whole banana thing comes. Uh, all the bananas he would eat. You know, because that much strength he would need for. <clears throat> and also, Madhvacharya, whenever any impersonalist passes by, he will catch hold of his ears and he will shake him. So st- Madhvacharya is very strong, bodily strength. He will shake him so hard that until he accepts, yes, 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 Krishna is Supreme Personality, then he will leave. <laughs> Madhvacharya. <laughs> Our Acharyas are, you know, not lightweight. Guru means heavy. Um, Vishnu Teja asks, what do we say to ISKCON devotees who say Ritwik system is Hindu nationalist sentiment and racism because <laughs> Hindus don't want to surrender to non-Hindu gurus? Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Again. What do we say to ISKCON devotees who say Ritwik system is Hindu nationalist sentiment and racism because Hindus don't want to surrender to non-Hindu gurus? Or because those whites have become gurus and therefore we don't want to surrender to them and therefore we have... No, no, no. This is not a Hindu, this is worldwide. And who actually first, Sulochan Prabhu, who is an American, who was first trying to bring this out. And then there was um, other disciples of Prabhupada who were, who were not Indians. And um, this is not Indian, there is nothing to do <laughs> with racism. Uh, it's some weird thing. I mean, they have their own, all kinds of things to say. See, this is all again, as we say, the layers. What the truth is, the documents, the, the conversations, everything that we have shown is the truth. We are not talking about the layers of perception and, you know, opinions and gossips and, you know, all these kind of, you know, meaningless, baseless opinions, which are not based on the truth. Now, truth is what we need to know. Then we will know exactly where is, you know, everybody. Where is who? Where everybody stands. So without knowing the truth, we cannot judge. So, of course, uh, you know, some people say you should not be judgmental. No, no, you have to be judging. If inter- intelligence means you need to judge, you know. So, but who stands where? We need to know. A second-class devotee must know. So for that, we have to know the truth first, and then yes, we will know. But these people are just brainwashed, and they don't have documentary proof. Nothing, you know. They just say. Oh, they are just Hindu nationalist On what point they are saying? Where is the point? Where is the proof? I mean, so we don't accept this kind of thing. We, we want to 
based on Shastra, based on documents, based on Prabhupada's teachings and Prabhupada's books, like what we are basing our arguments on. Everything that is shown is from Srila Prabhupada's books, his letters, everything, his words. Hmm. They can't show like this. None of them. If the greatest scholars bring them on, none of them can face, none of them can present anything in opposition to these presentations. Is our open challenge. Hmm. And uh, next, Virendra. Virendra Prabhu is asking. So, can ISKM Ritvik devotees visit ISKCON temples worldwide, such as Mayapur, Vrindavan, and will these ISKCON devotees accept us in their temples because both are following Sri Prabhupada teachings? As we said, they are not exactly following Prabhupada's teachings to the letter, they have changed a lot of things. In the beginning, we used to have much more, um, in Mayapur especially, the Guru fanatics in Iskon, they were so dead against the Ritviks that they would beat them up. Their life was in danger. I experienced this when I went to Bangladesh with Sundagopal Prabhu. Personally, I experienced this in 2013, seven years back. When we went there, the Iskon devotees sent gundas to catch us and they also, because they, they're quite, uh, they have govern, government connections and everything. So we had a gathering and we also had initiation ceremony that was scheduled there and they even got the police, they bribed them, even because one of the main, uh, what, uh, in the judiciary department, he was in the, he was in, a, in his con. So he used these connections to get the police to patrol, big police, you know, cars were waiting, jeeps, all were waiting there when we were going to do the initiation. Prem because Prabhu was with us, he is in the audience here. So, he's, uh, he, he also knows this. So, they, they, they chased us. When we landed in Dhaka, already they are chasing us. When we went to the hotel, then we got the news that, you know, three people were coming with, you know, with even sticks also. So, we immediately moved out from there. Within 10 minutes of checking into the hotel, because the plane landed in the night and the next day morning we had to catch another flight to Chittagong, from Dhaka to Chittagong. But in the night, just before we were going to take rest, after strenuous, I mean, flight and all this, you know, quite. Then after that, we received this news within 5 to 10 minutes of checking into the room. So we were supposed to stay for the night there and then take the flight the next morning. But when we heard this news, we immediately changed our plans. We abandoned that flight ticket and we took, we immediately took a taxi and off we went on the, by road in the night and the road was terrible. Bangladesh roads, I mean, uh, like 50 years back. So, it was all very, so we went all the way and the next morning we reached there and when we left the hotel, we, we found out because we actually took the number of the hotel. So, we called them. Did anybody come for us? Yes, yes, three people came and one, one had this one stick also. And when we went to the other Chittagong and then their men were, were waiting at the airport, but we did not arrive at the airport. Somehow they knew our plans. I think we knew how the message went here and there, but anyway, that's another story. But so this thing happened. So these experiences are there and um, Mayapur also, very, very fanatic, but now it is a bit changing because many people in ISKCON, they are finding this whole system is like completely bogus, they are completely disgruntled, but they are not leaving the system because they don't know what to do. 
and they were brainwashed already the ritviks are you know demons so don't become a ritvik but you know iskon is also in full of shambles uh, just stay put and you know do what we can and you know like that so so many disgruntled people are there and even some people accept the ritviks in ritvik uh, the ideology the whole the, the whole presentation but it's not an ideology it's what proper left us with but you know they they accept this thing but they are just there because they're getting some salary from the you know temple authorities or whatever so in this way this you know this whole idea of prabhupad being the sole diksha guru that idea is creeping in you know into the into the iskon movement but so therefore their stance is now a little bit not so hard as before but still danger is to be accept, uh, expected from these people so these things happened uh, before and in fact kolkata temple was a ritvik temple and jayapada swami the in mayapur he sent 400 of his men with sticks beating beat the devotees in kolkata this happened in uh, 2000 i think 1999 or something beat the devotees bones broken skull broken and they were the whole function hall was set on fire the windows everything broken everything was and driven out devotees were driven out and they were all bleeding in their head hands and everything swollen broken and they went uh, and they uh, had to leave and then jayapadagas men jayapadagas swami's men took over the kolkata temple so all these things happen so but we still go maybe after these videos and all maybe they will recognize us <laughs> maybe they will try something i don't know but yeah but uh, we still visit those temples and then just take darshan and then come out and that's when we go on a, a pilgrimage we do visit these temples all right so far nothing hap- has happened untoward incidences by krishna's grace by prabhu's grace all right next what is that vrajuki shobh if by accepting sanyas initiation also one becomes a disciple of the person who from whom he accepted the initiation does that makes you a prabhupada the disciple of bhakti pragyan keshav maharaj he is called a sanyas disciple of bhakti pragyan keshav maharaj um yes it's it's a sanyas sanyas disciple of course naran maharaj he uses this as a logic that um prabhupada is his god brother he no way god brother he was junior so anyway whatever he says he he he's another another case by himself another specimen we need to look at his own case he's also been very offensive to prabhupada narayan maharaj anyway that's another subject but today, this seminar is about all about ritvik system and guru system vishnu teja can we progress from the heavenly planets or do we have to enjoy the heavenly sense gratification and then come back to earth you can you can progress from there also if you meet a pure devotee and you take it up seriously but the amount of distraction of sense gratification that is there on the heavenly planets is so much so there's a big risk of falling down but it is not that one has to fall down here mostly they will fall down but you can go from there also either way vanajakshi mata ji prabhu ji have read that acharyas like prabhupad will not be carrying their sanchita and agami karmas but they have to undergo their prarabdha so they may have to suffer sometimes is my understanding correct no not at all because um a guru has no karma he completely beyond he is one then what is the meaning of this verse in bhagavad gita krishna says in 18 chapter 66 verse what is that sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam vraja aham tvam sarvapapebhyo mokshayami 
Huh? Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Aprarabdha palam papam kutam bhijam palonmukham kramenaiva praliyeta vishnu bhakti ratatmanam. Everything is destroyed. Not that he has some karma that he has to suffer. Nothing. No, no way. I shall deliver you from all, all sinful reactions. All. So, Guru has no karma. Not only that, he can deliver our karma also. He can take out our karma also. What to speak of? Huh? His karma. He has no karma. If he is under karma, means he is under the three modes of material nature. Immediately. But a Guru is beyond that. Etadishanamishasya prakriti vishthopitat gunai. Bunjate, Yunjate, Tadatmasthair, Yathabuddhir Tadashraya, 111.38, and then 1088.5, Harirhe Nirguna Sakshat, Ishvara Prakrute Paraha, Tambhajan Nirguno Bhavet, whoever, you know, serves Krishna, he is also beyond the modes, no, he is never under the Maya or Karma. Naishkarmyam Mapyach Chutabhava Varjitam, Naishkarmya, Naishkarmya means he is completely beyond Karma. Ayapa asks, Hare Krishna Prabhu, can a devotee who is running his own center, can he himself get self-appointed as Ritviks? Mm, no, that is not. That's why in our system, the temple presidents, they elected Sundagopal Prabhu when in 2006, that time. Um, so, it was not that he himself became a Ritvik on his own right. Of course, the ideal way is the GBC has to manage all these affairs of you know uh, Ritviks and all this. But because the GBC has become dysfunctional, so, for the time being, uh, it has to be, um, the mission must carry on because so many people are waiting to get, you know, initiation. Actually, this was what <coughs> happened before. In 1997, when this Ritvik system, all these documents came out, so Sundagopal Prabhu, Madhubandit Prabhu and, you know, Adridharan Prabhu, they were all, you know, following this Ritvik system. They, they went and had meetings with ISKCON uh, leadership, all the leaders, sannyasis, GBCs and all. So, when those, in those meetings, they presented all these things <coughs> and uh, the leaders did not want to budge from their positions and eventually, they just waited. For 10 years, they just waited and waited and waited because and devotees were increasing. So many devotees waiting to get initiation and then how to get initiation. The GBC is not, you know, turning to this side. They are not changing their ways and then on the other side, there are temples run and then devotees are, you know, and so Madhupanit Prabhu already started initiation there. You know, with his group of temples, and here uh, Sundagopal Prabhu, with you know our group of temples here, started the initiation here. So in that way, on behalf of Prabhupada, because there was no other way, no other way it could be conducted. And it is not that he was self-appointed; he was appointed by the committee of temple presidents, who were actually running the temple on Prabhupada's instructions, that order, direction of management. So in that way, Prabhupada was. I mean, um, Sundagopal Prabhu was. Um, uh, appointed and that's the way we do it. Not that one can self-appoint himself as Ritwik uh, you know, his own self. He has to take guidance from others. And if there is an elderly personality or if there is a senior devotee of Prabhupada who is actually leading and then he should, you know, he, uh, take direction from him who is actually preaching, that take direction from him and you know, do that. that. That's the proper way. I mean, can he give Diksha behalf of Srila Prabhupada? <clears throat> so again, the appointment of Ritwik is by if there is a senior devotee, that devotee should be given preference. And if at all, like eventually our ISKM also will expand. And as we have, we will have more and more, more and more temples growing into tens and hundreds, then there will be more than one Ritvik 
needed to, you know, just like Prabhupada pointed 11 for different zones of the world. So, that has to be done, then we have to have a GBC and everything, all these systems. So, now it is too small to, you know, we have only like what, 15, 17 centers or 19 like that. So, not as many as would need for, I mean, there is no need for a GBC and many, many Ritviks at this point. So, when there is a you know, thing like that, then we will get to that point. But if there is somebody already, just like, this is called Maryada Vyatikrama. If there is somebody like um, Uddhava, he suggested uh, who? There is Vitura to go to Maitre Muni because there is Maitre Muni is elderly also and also he is also being, being directly instructed. Although Uddhava himself was directly instructed by Krishna, he said Maitre Muni was also instructed by Krishna. So, please you, you go to him. So, in that way, um, in that way, you know, the Maryada has to be shown, the proper etiquette. So, in Sundukopal Prabhu, for him, there is nobody else who are doing this, actively preaching and, you know, conducting initiations. And he is also Prabhupada disciple anyway. So, he is the most senior most and his sadhana, everything is pakka and everything. So, and his preaching, his philosophy, in so many ways he is qualified to become Ritvik. And, um, you know, therefore, the group of temples, we um, selected him. So, Virendra Prabhu is saying, Hare Krishna Tattvi Prabhu for your enlightening lecture. Um, it's my humble service and uh, we're just wanting to serve Srila Prabhupada and all the sincere devotees who want to follow Srila Prabhupada. And uh, it is not, we are not here to sit down and criticize and laugh at the gurus, you know, who are falling down left, right, center. It is not our, it is not our agenda at all. It is to see where, you know, how gross deviations have taken place and how we need to rectify that. And also, we need to take lessons from that and not repeat them again. Just like Prabhupada said, this same thing happened in Gaudiamat and we should not repeat the same thing in ISKCON. Unfortunately, the, these people went to Gaudiamat and took advice and how to destroy ISKCON. They, they destroyed ISKCON. So, it is very unfortunate, but we should not take make, make the same mistake. In fact, there was one incident. I need to again find that quote. I have read this before. That it is said that Prabhupada said that the third generation from his um, from his of his disciples, the third generation of his disciples is when the movement will stabilize. So that would coincide with our generation. First generation is Prabhupada's disciples, and the second generation are the are the bewildered group who were initiated by these gurus, and you know all the confusions happened, and you know bewildered and confusion chaos. The third generation is where actually people will wake up and try to stabilize the whole thing. So, so by Prabhupada's mercy, we have this enormous amount of service to do for Srila Prabhupada. So, let our lives be for this purpose. Alright. No. Ayapa Prabhu is saying, so Narayan Maharaj is Srila Prabhupada's God brother? I don't believe this propaganda. So, no. Sanyas initiation was given by Bhakti Pragyana Keshav Maharaj and that Bhakti Pragyana Keshav Maharaj initiated Narayan Maharaj as his initiated disciple. That doesn't put them on the God Brothers level, no. Prabhupada is always above because he is the Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's disciple. What do you mean God Brother? <laughs> no. Narayan Maharaj was never the God Brother of Prabhupada. Sanyas initiation, it, he doesn't become a God Brother of his other disciples, no. Anyway, Prabhupada said none of my God Brothers are even bonafide, they, none of them are qualified to become Acharyas. He already said that, Prabhupada said that, in his own words. Alright, we will stop here. Thank you very much for coming on and tomorrow we will return 
uh, with the fourth episode, uh, which will be, I think I already decided the topic, which is ISKCON's twist, Twisted Interpretation of Guru Tattva. So yeah, that is the topic for tomorrow. And we will see how they have changed the definition of Guru. So many, so many divisions that happen later on and how the whole thing is now understood in ISKCON. So let's, uh, we will go through all that. All right. So this is again not to make it make ourselves oh we, let's laugh at his con let's laugh at their mistakes no it's all about seeing how dangerous things can become if we go against the order of Prabhupada. all right thank you very much Prabhupada ki jai Anant Kodi Vaishnava Friend ki jai Hare Krishna Nitai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol Hare Krishna.